Hello everyone and welcome to the Live Priest Podcast. <laughs> it sounds sad, but I'm not, because I just had the beautiful wailing voice of the wonderful Age Night Road. <laughs> uh, it's not, it's, it wasn't on stream, I'm sorry. Uh, your voices will now be on stream uh, while I do the introduction. Welcome, whether or not you're on Spotify, Apple Music thing, uh, Google Player, uh, and other things that play audio or video uh on youtube maybe also on spotify and if you want to if you want a review on uh, apple Podcasts as well you can do that uh, you are not on video yet no one can see your mouse face uh <laughs> it's for us honestly it is it is very good uh i will show it let me see let me see so people can see it's episode 32 of season two i think i think that's I'm huge sure. that is massive that's giant. Thing, you can put it in the screen. It fits the whole screen. That's so huge. Yeah. I love Very how wide. no one knows what we are talking about. They are just mm. hearing us comment about how huge something is and how much it feels. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it was Don't humongous. Don't that. Don't the biggest, that. the biggest I've ever seen, honestly, in person. We won't, we won't get bad for this, right? No. 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 Oh, fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> We're live on Twitch on about 1pm Pacific-ish, which is why I put that in every single advertisement other than most of them. We have amazing guests. We have Rookery, Kroof, Age, and we have one big pair as well, who has not been on the podcast before, so they are in for a treat. Uh, I also put spaces in between one big pair. I don't know if you like to have one big pair all together, or if I'm you like spaces. I'm now outraged and have to leave. Okay. No, it will take me a long time. It will take me. Okay. It's fine if there's spaces. Spaces won't. It's oh. a made-up name, Jebro. I mean, I mean, still, it's okay. It's about respect. Wait, your legal name is not one big pair? Wow. Shocking first, to everyone. First one, I mean, middle, big, last name pair. It's twenty-two. It's twenty-two. Like you can change your name to that I if you want to. Uh, I don't think I do, but yes. Oh, okay. Why did you choose it then? <laughs> Legally. Oh, oh, oh my god. Wow, this has been such a journey from, from the city. I'm so happy you're here. I'm going to assault you. To the insults. Wow. Oh, this is what happened. I knew this would happen when I became a therapist. Like I just run out of it, run out of stuff towards the end of the week. I'm just like, I've been so supportive all week. I mean such a great therapist that on Friday I'm just gonna be a massive C word. Like that's just I'm just gonna be a massive one. And, and I love that's cashews. It. Yeah, cashews. The massive cashews. Cash. <laughs> we have two cats, and I love them too. Oh, wow. And now I've got snorting as well. Amazing. Amazing. Don't do drugs on stream. I just never. I'm here for the cashews. Yeah. <laughs> I also I'm very supportive of cashews. Hair okay. told us before we started the podcast that we should all take our shirts off. I did. And yes. I, 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 I mean. Wow. Okay. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I, you know, I'll just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get ready over the course of the podcast. Wait, you're going to figure myself. it out. I'm gonna. I'm just like well, how to take a shirt off. I'm just gonna give it a lot of thought, and I'm gonna look up some guys on YouTube. Uh, I know. Like, we'll figure it out. I imagine Rook having like professional dressers. Yes, I do. And, yeah. and they just like sit there with their arms out, and people dress them so they don't really know how to put shirt on and off on their own. Yes, much like a Disney princess, I sing yes. songs in the morning. <laughs> Talk to the animals. Yeah. I'm not sure what's happening anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I am so confused right now. 
Um, I've got chroma key on uh, age though. I'm just gonna have your back, your uh, uh, green background. It's okay. Uh, I could put a background on. Oh, no, no, no. It's like, it's fine. You do what you want, my friend. So, <laughs> You're like, well, I'm gonna I'll, find I'll, a great background. Yeah, well, I'm gonna put on a good background. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Everyone talking about Guild Wars Two. Funnily enough, because this is Guild Wars Two podcast called The Lightbringers, episode thirty-two, season two. I don't know why. I I don't even bother anymore. Just call, just name them episodes and just random, you know. Today we're taking our shirts off, but not really. That's the episode name. But you know, I mean, it would attract. It was. A, it's a bit clickbaity, but yeah. Know. But you just have to on the thumbnail only have the today we're taking our shirts off, and then like at the very yeah. end of the title, but not really, or like the very end of the description, yes. or just a <laughs> picture of shirts. And they're just, or have that's an it. asterisk, and then in the description, there's the asterisk definition. Well, there is a yeah. shirt right there. That oh, is yeah. off, oh. and you have one behind you, I think, don't you? Or is that a towel? It's, it's a. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant behind Jebro. Behind Jebro. Oh, oh, behind, oh, there is one behind Kroof as well. That's the that's yes. actually a Christmas yeah. present from Twitch, like from like years ago. I think. Like part, it's just a big partner. <laughs> blanket thing i don't know it does look like a towel it was weird like they they gave us like it, it was like you had to sign up really quickly it was it was or you didn't get it as a partner and they sent out big blankets and connect four sets it was very random all right <laughs> but i was like you know what fuck it <laughs> see what happened <laughs> i free stuff i mean i don't know i can give a blanket to someone maybe i kept it it's nice um guild or sue so we're talking about no wait a minute let's do an intro first Kroof, tell us what you do where you do it hi everyone i'm oh. Kroof. i do a lot of videos over on my youtube which you can find at Kroof, spelled k-r-o-o-f i also stream here on twitch throughout the week and you can find me on twitter and twitter is might be going down in flames so i might post cheeks you never know so go follow me there <laughs> Never tasteful, tasteful. You know, I'm working out. It, it's just a fitness update. <laughs> tasteful, tasteful. It's just a fitness update. Oh, okay. You can see my bare ass. It's okay. <laughs> I think you've got a new mic as well, by the looks of things. Or oh, I didn't notice last week. You did not notice for three weeks. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> that was that came out real fast. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Did not I would normally notice weeks. new tech. That's the problem. I think I, that's why. That's why. It's wonderful. Is... Looks good. Looks very professional. This is delightful. Okay, good. It's so delightful that you're going next. One big pair. <laughs> what do you Thank do, you. AJ? And tell us a little bit about yourself, because we've not seen you before on the show. So you might as well tell us some things about you. I ha ostensibly have a podcast, but we've been on hiatus for a little while, hosts of Ascalon. Mm -hmm. uh, we stream. It used to be once every other week, then it was once every three weeks, and now it's just meh. And, uh, yeah, I sometimes stream on Twitch. Very, very, very rarely. Usually on Hosts of Ascalon. And that's about it. I, I like Guild Wars 2. I've been playing since Guild Wars 1. And uh, I have opinions on demand. So let's do this. <laughs> so you've definitely done some kind of podcasting before. Because we think we've had everyone from Hosts of Ascalon other than... I feel like you've been on here before. Have you not you asked me... You asked me, but typically you said no. I my... hate you. Oh, okay. No. Oh, you didn't say that. Okay, Never sorry. Most people, most people do. No, no, oh, okay. no. Typically, no. I I am currently uh, a wage slave at this time. So uh, this time I am not. <laughs> so you said like wage hey. slave or wage. I slave? did, and I realized afterwards that it might be a really horrible term, and I shouldn't have said it. Wage wage slave. 
<laughs> no, like, like yeah. I've always seen wedge, a... like cheese. Or like a salad. <laughs> I do like, I do it very much like cheese. Could be a okay. salad or it could be a shoe. Yeah. No, I'm typically working at this time, so. Okay. Well, we got lucky but today. I I was more than happy to join. Good. I'm glad. <gasps> Rookery. That's what you do when you do it. My turn? Jeff, you're not going to comment about my new microphone? Wait, you haven't got a new microphone. I never see your microphone. I've had a new microphone for four weeks. Longer than yeah. proof. Yep. Well, if we're actually comparing... I love I've your microphone. This, I've had this mic for a few months, actually, but... You just didn't set it up? Or you... No, this was my voiceover mic, and then, like, my Yeti is kind of messing up. Anyways. You're messing up so, Rick's auto. Sorry, auto? sorry. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> unbelievable. Just take the spotlight, crew. Run with it. No, I'm kidding. Go. It's not a new microphone. I was just hoping I could trick you into thinking it was. Dang it. It's fine. I'm Rook. How's it going? You can find me over on Twitch at twitch.tv. Rookery. That's R-O-O-K-U-R-I. You can also find me on YouTube at Rookery. And uh, at least currently, you can find me at Rookery underscore on Twitter. But who knows how long that'll be. So for the first time ever, let me show my instagram <laughs> it exists i've put some pictures on it and you can find it at instagram.com slash rookery um but i am really honestly just about connecting over games we love talking about the good the bad the things that we fall in love with the things that you know we keep thinking we can improve on all those sorts of things um sharing this big space that we have in mmos most specifically for final fantasy 14 and guild wars 2 but um, i love talking connecting and sharing our experiences and the games we love Excellent. That was really good. Yeah, she you should do this. Ball. You should do this for a living. Yeah. You should do this. I have to take my shirt off. No, okay. <laughs> and and you know, you know marketing turn. strategy too. <laughs> wow, that's very wow. good. Yeah. I know what the people want. You know what I mean? Well, Gotta get that search engine optimization. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you should not have said that. <laughs> you were like you now. You're the only fans going saying okay. <laughs> I don't have one. I don't have one. It's just a lot of screenshots of boots um, that I clip while we're live uh, on the podcast, and I will be putting on there. Only boots, so. <laughs> Only boots, okay. Make sure you emphasize that T. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are, hey, there are two T's in it. Boots. That doesn't help. That doesn't. <laughs> that might be worse. Boots. Boots. <laughs> oh no age nice to see you welcome back my friend <laughs> please tell us where you are uh no please tell us eat a bucket of popcorn <laughs> where you come from <laughs> where are you doing <laughs> Please talk to yourself right now, live. Yeah, give me a second. Age, tell us what you do and where you do it. Thank you, Chris. Hi, I'm Age. I'm a part-time content creator. Oh, man. A part-time content creator, long-time Guild Wars 2 player, and Guild Wars player, actually. And I am obviously going to be drinking this juice to the rest of the show. I'm also not getting paid enough for this, but oh. <laughs> obviously. I have Guinness yeah, in the clearly. fridge. I'm thinking about it. Um, <laughs> oh dear me! Oh my god, it's a Guild Wars <sighs> Two mug. Where? I love. It. <laughs> <gasps> ah, 
I love that mug. It's so good. It's very good, actually. It's solid. I'd hope so. Cheers. If it was liquid, it wouldn't work sure. that well. Your mug's okay too, Kruf. It's fine. Okay, so <laughs> after that fantastic <laughs> intro, which is always very good, um, we are going to be talking about some Guild Wars 2 and classes. Ooh, classes. We never talk about the actual yes. combat and stuff in the game, do we? All the, so far, this has been all about class. Yeah. We, we, this is a classy production if, right here. In case no one's ever been here before. This is the <laughs> right until show. we take our shirts off. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. It gets a little classy and a little assy. <laughs> that's, probably, that's why we've only got 4.1 stars on Apple Music, okay? And that's, that's why. It's 4.1 because we just talk rubbish with the intro. It's, I find it bad, absolutely wonderful. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But we need to get more stars on there. So go in there. Chuck some stars. Do an interview. Uh, do an interview. Do a review. Whatever you want to do. It's mostly because I talk bollocks <laughs> most of the time. Um, okay. So. <laughs> I'm such a bad host. What class elite spec do you most enjoy playing for pure damage in Guild Wars 2 is what we're going to start with. I know that we all don't, we don't all play damage all the time but if you're going to do damage in guild wars 2 in the content that you enjoy what do you kind of enjoy playing mostly and you might have a main class and it might just be you know just just, play. just i me. don't just me you already know <laughs> i mean Everyone i know already knows <laughs> but you like you get to sell your class a little bit as well right, right now and we yeah. get to discuss it so it's like and we don't have many people on the stream who actually play i believe you play thief age i'm not sure um but like <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> well tell us uh, why do you why do you like playing thief like why do you play playing thief at all uh okay <laughs> so well basically i come most games i play an assassin type character assassin yeah. rogue all thief that type of character unless there's like a monk type character then it's like kind of 50 50 but anyway um so when Wars 2 came out it's like obviously i'm gonna play thief and i've been playing it since day one and it's just really good it's stealthy it's maneuverable it does damage um it's just all around a good time and i think it's it's like a simple class you can play but it has like a high learning curve and i think that's what i like a lot about it the learning curve being like so what content do you place i, I know we all know probably but like what do you focus your content uh, around when you're playing thief mostly so what do you enjoy? i've literally played every single piece of content with thief at least once okay uh pvp was for like three four years world vs worlds was like four years and still it's the content i play the most if anything uh but uh yeah i think it's just it's just a lot of fun to just run around and you know try to fight other people and you know you get your stuff kicked in sometimes but you know that's what it is when i play thief and pvp absolutely yeah you get your stuff um, kicked in well i don't yeah. want to swear that's all oh <laughs> unless, unless uh, <laughs> Jabra, the social butterfly understanding social cues left and right no <laughs> i mean yeah actually <laughs> i'm just gonna agree with you I don't know what's happening anymore. So you play Thief, you like Thief, Thief is good. Mm. I'm gonna actually chuck, I might chuck on some of those really old school like trailers. I just love them so much, which is why uh, I'm gonna be quite like two seconds. But so uh. Thief in like World v World specific, you like playing, right? 
Yeah, I play mostly roaming, which is basically I'm by myself. I'm running around trying to find fights or just push objectives for my world. So like camps, uh, guards, and sometimes I'll help out Zergs every now and then. That's basically my play style. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, Faith is like one of those classes that I would love to be really good at, but unfortunately just have no patience. <laughs> so like I'm there and I'm like, yeah, I've got, you know, my shadow refuge out and I um, blasted the smoke field so I can stealth and I'm just running in and I'm like, yeah, the stealth's gone. <laughs> yeah. know, that was not stealthy at all. Uh, I'm sorry. I think the best time to have like really started Learn Thief was pre Harder Thorns because oh, yeah. that's that's when I really started playing PvP, and mm. it's it was very basic, and there's not as, as much condies these days. Are you saying I'm basic, know? age? <laughs> yeah. yes. You're just, just a little, right, just a little just bit. A little, wow, I like how no one's surprised. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, like the the base Thief class is just really good as a a way to learn how the class works how stealth works how to run around the map things like that um with like daredevil and and specter and uh dead eye it gets a little bit more complicated depending on what you want to do but i think it's i i think base thief during like the base era of guild wars 2 is a really good way to learn it but you know you can actually learn a lot by playing pvp and just mm. like looking at videos and hides and getting better so I will say the stealthing is the part of Thief that I've never got the handle of. Yeah. Uh. Sometimes you get revealed or like you're in stealth and then you'll have like a lingering pulsing field somewhere and then it will reveal you because you did damage to something and you're like, ah, oh, damn. But yeah. Yeah, don't have auto attack on. That's the first yeah. rule. Yeah. True. Oh. But I think you bring, you bring up a good point about the amount of complexity that you can like kind of start bare bones with the core profession and then through the elite specializations particularly with thief it gets rather complex which is why i tend to gravitate towards deadeye a little bit because it still is complex but in pve you're able to kind of just sit there and it's not so much about the mobility aspect as it is just building up your charges to get like a really big hit off so when i do play thief i tend to to go for deadeye Okay, yeah, that's true. Mm. I think Dead Eye is really good. Um, you, if you see a Dead Eye in World versus World, you just get terrified because their stealth chaining is really has to be on elite. point. It has to be. Re I think that elite is busted. I'm gonna lie. Re I'm not gonna removing lie. Removing reveal and guaranteeing stealth. It's it's either they need to either take off a stack or just remove the reveal part. But I think it's uh, when I first saw that, I was like, that's really strong. I think. That's going to be abused a lot. But, anyway. but to combat Basilisk Venom and Thieves Guild, I guess. Like, yeah. it's a stealth thing, but it's yeah. scary. You're like, where'd you go? <laughs> it's like, it pretty awful in World v. World. I remember just getting wrecked by them when I'm running around. Just be like, out of nowhere, like, yeah, I'm dead. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't actually really experienced the, like, stealth element in World versus World until recently, because... I had not spent much time in World vs. World, and I got my Warclaw, and I was like, see you, bye-bye, and then I never went back in until I realized that there was absolutely no way to get a legendary crafting material except for World vs. World, 
and I started my legendary yeah. journey. So I went back in and had a couple uh, wonderful people who did their best to try and babysit me through the game mode. And it was actually pretty cool starting to see how that stealth could really play a role, particularly, I mean, like Thief does seem so iconic, but like having those be things where you can, you know, drop it unexpectedly on somebody or you need to keep an eye out for it. Or even when you're like positioning around contesting a point and how you can like surprise people as they try to like flee or come in or out. I was actually really impressed because I think that stealth is one of those things where if you're not just using it to cheese to get past, you know, enemies that you don't want to deal with or whatever it is, oh. um, it doesn't always have as strong of a role, it feels like to me in like PVE combat because mm -hmm. you're not tricking. I mean, like, yes, you can to, to, like get aggro off or stuff like that, but you're not like tricking the raid fight, right? If you yeah. have a scripted yeah. fight and it has mechanics. But in PvP, it really does shine. And I think I ended up with a whole other level of respect for Thieves and um, that kind of play style because of seeing what they were able to do in World vs. World. Uh, okay. I would say stealth in PvE is mostly used for the backstabs. or like So you get a special action. Uh, it's basically an improved auto attack when you're in stealth. So when you hit with that, you do more damage or you do an extra stat thing. Hmm. So and It's getting buffed. <laughs> Oh, I didn't read those yet. So I'm, you didn't? I need to. I heard. I heard Thief was getting buffed, so I was like, no. Yeah, I, I think people mentioned theoretically, numbers-wise, they could be reaching like forty-five k damage huh? with the buffs to backstab and stealth and stuff. Oh, who? I heard that in the wins. It could be wrong, but they are getting some buffs. Oh, I know. Is it the Reddit wins or is it? Boots is gonna make a one-shot build. I know it. I <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> that will then get nerfed in the next balance entirely. <laughs> Maybe it might be PVE only. But you can still do some. They, do, stuff they are doing a lot of like PVE, PvP, and world v world only changes recently. So it possibly could be. Beef I know I like... said. Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say. Uh, I. Are we still talking about thief? I don't want to yeah, like, jump in. Yeah, you can. Whatever you want. You know, so we're, we're going. We're going ham. Sandwich. I I know I said at the beginning of this that I don't really do, uh, damage builds dps right. builds but then i as people were talking i were like oh yes i do i'm <laughs> i'm a moron of course i do so and it depends on uh game mode of course uh i cannot remember what i've done for pvp because it's been so long <laughs> since i've played it yeah but for world versus world i would say necro scourge 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 like in but in a group in the horde safety numbers never on my own uh pve oh i had it for pve and it went away oh uh virtuoso virtuoso is a good one yeah, yeah. And, and then for raids uh daredevil interesting very squishy now this might oh. be an old raids build that is no longer viable <laughs> to be fair but it was like it was very meltily like i would also melt if i got hit Mm -hmm. The key is to not get hit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know in the discussion of balance right now with DPS builds, there's that conversation of if a spec is not providing any of those key aggressive boons like quickness, might, fury sharing, it should bring that really strong damage. And I think Daredevil is one of those where they're not providing that quickness, that key boon or mm -hmm. might or alacrity or any of that. So 
I think people are kind of keying into it and being like, oh, maybe we should buff it more. I don't. I, yes. I think their elite has been buffed. It's going to be buffed in this one, but I'm not sure about like their other abilities. But Daredevil's a lot of fun, and you can do like strike or Connie damage and have that kind of flexibility. Well, and it was it was definitely a build for when I was helping out with raids. Like basically, I was being carried through. <laughs> like I was being kept alive, but it was a lot of fun and it hit hard. So that auto attack chain, their staff. Also, really good animations on the Daredevil. Mm -hmm. I yeah, really I like the Daredevil staff. Oh, oh, I stuff. love that you mentioned Virtuoso too, because I think that has been, it's so hot right now. It's been such a, big, it? such a big pick. Yeah. I, mean, I had no idea. <laughs> in the circles I run in, Virtuoso has been really popular. Um, and I myself, like, I dabbled with it early on, but I haven't really, like, gotten one of my Mesmer characters up to snuff. But I do remember thinking as I was playing through it, that one, and funnily enough, Bladesworn, because I liked both of their play styles. And I was like, if I were to really be focusing in on honing in on like a DPS class, I really like just the flow and the feel and the animations of both of those. And I don't think that Bladesworn has had, correct me if I'm wrong, with some of the nerfs and changes and stuff like that, I don't think it's had as like strong, overwhelming of a performance as like certain other builds have kind of panned out for other elite specs. But I just think it's a fun concept and that like really big hit kind of similar to daredevil when you get that like really powerful shot i love that kind of feel when you're doing dps bladesworn's burst is a lot of fun i think it's i think it's doing perfectly fine right now especially with quickness access but yeah bladesworn the end of dragons the two that stick out to me is virtuoso and bladesworn because they're just virtuoso is very simple in its approach, but mm. with core mesmer, you have so much utility, which is why it's mm. oftentimes brought in these higher, uh, like strike mission challenge modes. But also the damage is is really good, and it's also I think virtuoso is a good showcase of a spec that isn't providing those boons to the group, but they have really good damage numbers on strike and condition damage variants. Mm. So, in terms of the philosophy that they've talked about, it's like, it's that true DPS spec. So hopefully more uh, of the other pure DPS specs kind of are able to meet that uh, as I've well. Never, I've never really played Virtuoso in any, like other than just like roaming PVE on my own doing story. But as someone who mains Mesmer and has din, has din, has done has since, hit has din since day one, <laughs> that, uh, I'm not used to doing damage on a mesmer. <laughs> like I'm used to being pathetic sad <laughs> when it comes to wow. damage. That is but... a word. Pathetic sad. <laughs> pathetic sad. It's a word. We'll do it. That I and uh, yeah. So it was. It felt. It feels fun, but weird to be on a mesmer and doing damage. <laughs> it's strange. Virtuoso, really so uh, during uh, one of the the beta tests for mm -hmm. like where they had three at a time, uh, I actually really really liked it. I couldn't like put my finger on it. It was just like I felt like I was maybe it's just because like I am a DPS player centric mm -hmm. player, but it's it felt like really cool to just like put out the the utility for damage and then just like use the the blades to actually do extra damage on top of that yeah in addition to like i think i was using greatsword at the time so it was just it just felt really fun it wasn't and i this is coming off like playing chronomancer tank for a while so it was like i Ugh. guess that's maybe <laughs> oh, good lord uh, 
That's back. Uh, That's in PvP right now. Condition Chronomancer. And I'm just like, oh god. Don't they remember Pro League? Chronomancer yeah. is like one of the like I'm, Chronomancer I have really bad memories of because Chronomancer destroyed Pro League like season two. Like <laughs> I, it just wrecked that. it. It was like everyone just like the viewership everyone went down because like, it was just like the it was literally the most boring thing to watch. I remember shoutcasting it in front of like four or five thousand people and just being like trying hard like reaching down from the depths of my height no level has died <laughs> i was like oh yeah. yeah they're mid literally hitting each other with a sword they're and that's still it. mid five they're, minutes later and there's everything is like going on elsewhere because there's just two tanks just hitting each other and you're like and then they end up sitting down and you're like oh this is not showcasing the game very well and yeah. like, it was it was it was the bad times. The bad times are still existing, but like yeah. it was, it was pretty bad there. Um, and yet, I've never yeah. really played Chronomancer. Like again, I've I've gone gone through all the iterations of Mesmer, yeah. but Chronomancer. Chrono's cool. It's still. Cool. I like it's it. The, I just yeah. I just never did it. I think its identity needs to be a bit more realized, though. I think through so many of uh, their patches and iterations. Chronomancer's kind of in this like weird middle where like they try to change it with the boons to the where you have to choose mm -hmm. your grandmaster trait but it's like is it damage or is it a healer because some of your traits will provide extra healing and i think you could probably solidify that a little bit more but they should have gone with the whole... it to a healer would be cool mm. i also would be really in, i would, I would I... like like a time healer time mage healer. i think the time the time <laughs> like the time travel part of it is the the part where i'm like yeah that's cool like, because like, you have yeah. to have, like, remembering the skills you use within that time period to get those back. Like, double mowers in PvP when people were running as damage was really, really fun to watch because it was just loads of explosive damage all the time and people just dying. I think you explained exactly why I never got into it because you have to be good at playing and remember what you do. <laughs> well, I, I tried. I wasn't, like, it was it's difficult. I mean, it was, it's not like, you know, people watching this and probably like, oh, well, you know, it's not that bad. It's like, well, if you don't play Mesmer, like you know in the, the it's, it's yeah. different like the reason i i actually started playing guild wars 2 because of this trailer like because of the guild wars 2 trailer for mesmo it was just like there is no class in any mmo rpg that has like this these kinds of effects like this look this these mechanics and i was like i want to play something brand new out of the box like and completely different when i play this new game so i was like that was the first thing i played for that reason and I think like Virtuoso is really, really fun. It's just, I think Krufi said it really well. It's just like pure spec. Like it knows what it is. Like daggers is a big theme of it and it does damage. That's what daggers do. They stabby stab. Like, you know, that's it. That's, it's just really good, simple design. Um, and they change the look of the clones as well. So when you got those clones, you can do a lot of different stuff with them and changing them into different weapon types and stuff. You could in future turn them into shields or something and have a tanky kind of support class that's not Chronomancer. Um, <laughs> that would not be a good idea. Don't do that. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's just versatile. It's got a lot of that you can do with it because there is no expectations whereas like with a guardian for example or a ranger there's ideas and themes around those like paladins for example for guardians you know there's many different iterations of them in tons of different games rangers you know that classic pet class warriors you know i know they come up with very um unique 
elite specializations but i think there's some underlying kind of expectations like when we were doing the shows talking about what we think is going to come in guild wars 2 for example we were talking about you know um what was the class elite spec we were talking about for ranger that we kind of just expected to be a thing like a shaman or something that was something else mm -hmm. though which was more guild like wars multi-pet system there was like a Guild we were, Wars specific thing where we were like, yeah, they we sh should bring. They're in the game, but they didn't. It make was it in Echovald. The yeah. um. Oh yeah. That that oh, faction in Echovald. Oh. The wardens. Warden. Like the yeah, yeah, warden that's adjacent. right. That's right. Warden Whoa. adjacent kind of thing. So there's these Which kind, kind of, of untamed is like kind of pulling from that, but not really. Yeah. Oh. Be cool if they had them. But like we we'll, we get to that with Guild Wars uh, and with their next expansion, I'm really looking forward to that one. Like all of the oh, different 24. like oh, those elite spec kind of uh, drafting streams we did for each class. Like we just did one class, I think, for the whole show, and it's just like this is gold. Or maybe How many more elites do you think the game can actually <laughs> handle before it just starts like collapsing under the weight of itself? Seven more. <laughs> I think because Ooh. I think because I they are quite know. they're quite isolated extensions of a class. Mm -hmm. I feel like you could actually continue on for quite a bit, but then it just becomes about the balance team's bandwidth in terms of yeah. what do they want to focus on in terms of balancing and because like it's like do we want to talk about the fourth elite spec for Mesmer, or should we address something that came up with Chronomancer mm -hmm. and is now a problem? And it just becomes about like, I think yeah. with what they are, you can continue, but just in terms of a bandwidth issue, maybe, maybe like one or two more. I mean, those balance, yeah. balance shows are already pretty long <laughs> and yeah. they've shortened them down. Like, can you imagine having like two more elite spec like kind of runs? Sorry. How yeah, it's pretty horrible. It's a tough position to be in with Guild Wars 2 because I think, just like you said, Kruf, there's almost more room in this game to more flexibly put things in, right? You can say, well, hey, we're about build crafting, theory crafting, so like, sure, we can keep kind of expanding these things. But as we ourselves have seen, especially when you have such diverse game modes and you have custom builds, balance becomes a huge sticking point of this it really becomes something where well do we just stick with what we have and like really try to figure out how even with just the iterations that we have right now it works or do we keep adding and part of the trade-off of that is that balance is probably going to fall more and more through the cracks unless we're just making kind of different aesthetic copy pastas of stuff that already exists True. in the game you know but Which, like yeah, I'm even thinking with like Guild Wars One, there were so many skills. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so many skills. The cross profession system as well. And yeah, so like I'm kind yeah, of like if as you add more elite specs, do you start falling into that like quagmire? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, um, yeah, it's I think it's a dilemma, and it's something that I'm sure probably even here towards you know our summary of class discussion will probably touch on more. Um, because it is really difficult and there's only so many types of things you can put in the game before you either need to start adding, like, do we just start adding new types of damage? Are we going to start doing magic yeah. specific or this thing or this type or that? And like, try to subdivide them more, particularly as we talk about DPS, because that was sort of our first category. Um, you know, do we, we've got right now power Condi, but is there a way to even go further than that? Do we start really expanding what support roles do? Do we start, I mean, it, it gets much more complex. So it feels like lately they've been trying to streamline, hone in 
in and give everybody a bit more of direction, which I, I think was needed, right? Because we had a lot of classes that maybe were just like vastly overpowering things or just really were struggling and needed some help. So I think they have to deal with this first, but I am curious to see what direction this takes us and how many more elite specs we'll get. Mm. They needed to uh, really should have brought the commando class in, you know, commando class <laughs> I was, was engineer. Was oh, legendary. That I mean, ain't right. It's kind of. It's kind of. But uh, do you remember that, I put that trailer in the background because it just reminded we me watch of like it different regularly. things. Yeah, it's so good. And, like, it's just. I like... actually went back and watched it like a week ago. Oh, yeah. I don't know why never... I don't usually like it. It's on right now. What? You've never seen it. I have it? never seen this. No. What? Really? Oh my god. It is, um, so what it was, was it was the first April Fool's, um, oh, thing ever. Okay. And they made a, they were like a new class, the commando. And they're just walking around. I've got it on stream at the moment, but they're just walking around, like doing all the, so they made new animations and everything for this. And they, yes. there, was, there were a couple from like rifle well, and stuff, but. And there was even the April Fool's event in Guild Wars 1 that had commandos in it. Where oh, you... yeah. Where they had oh it was it, it was like a, um, a Terminator style storyline <laughs> that was available. I but yeah, the commandos they popped I, up in season four through the portals. Sometimes they'll pop up in. Uh, I forgot about that. Domain. It's it's one of the southern areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the Calcutta portals. I missed that as well. Oh, yeah. They'll they'll run around and they like play dialogue and then they just like run through another portal. <laughs> How oh, amazing would it be? Thing? Yeah, season four. What map was it? It was um, oh my god, that's so cool. I don't think I ever I saw it, but about. I it's saw. Jahai. I think it's Jahai Bluffs. It's Jahai. in Jahai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it where they have all the weird really? pockets where the like time and space is distorting? They yeah, could like do the some purple. wicked like other yeah. movie and like game like collaborations with that couldn't they, if they with the mists they can do anything they could just be like you know imagine like flipping wolverine just like randomly yeah. coming through a portal and just be like hey bob i'm yeah, in the wrong the, place and then just gets the surprise, out again. the surprise <laughs> is that our next expansion is actually going to be an into the multiverse kind of situation yeah. where we go to the darkest timeline uh asura thing we go to the, and the, that's where the original world of the steampunk or where the steam creatures come from, right? Yep. And then uh, we go to the commando reality. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm, you sold me. I'm buying yeah. that. I will pay for the ultimate edition where that actually happens. But the voice acting in the commando trailer is great yeah, <laughs> as is well. Amazing. Um, but I guess to steer us back to DPS, long, long <laughs> way around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of like you, Pear. I actually... I pretty rarely build specifically for DPS builds. Like I'll do it if I have to, but I've talked about it before on the podcast. I have not really found my vibe with just pure DPS in mm -hmm. Guild Wars 2. I'm not usually a player that's highly motivated by, look at the big number I did. And, like, it's just not usually, like I wanna perform well, but that kind of like self-tasking goal, numerical, you know, sort of pursuit of rotational perfection, be top DPS is not usually something that really really like hooks and draws me. I tend to be more drawn to how can I support? How can I, you know, in that moment, save the day as far as like getting everybody back up or, you know, healing people or adjusting to something that's happened or, so I tend to lean more towards heal support. Um, but for a long time, my bread and butter in open world damage dealing has yeah. just been power dragon hunter because yeah. it is Period. straightforward. <laughs> 
it is simple you've got cc you do lots of different area attack you cleave a ton like it's it's just like to me it's been one of those things where once i kind of figured out how to stay alive with it because i mean again <laughs> um guardian can be a little glass cannony um once i figured out how to use use it which was pretty simple and straightforward i was just like great perfect done and even in periods where it hasn't been that strong it feels like it's always been decently reliable to bring in you know you bring it in you're gonna do okay numbers you bring it in it's gonna be fine um so that's kind of what i what i do but like i said lately i've actually been a little bit more curious about dps specifically i think some of the targeting annoys me with dpsing i've talked about that as well where you can't like lock a specific target you can kind of do like mm. weird rigmarole things but like i find the fact that sometimes i'll unleash my big chain only to discover that halfway through it decided to auto target something like halfway across the arena or like in the middle of nowhere or just you don't want to do on target <laughs> no that, that kind of demotivates me as well but i have found that like I've been very interested by Virtuoso, Bladesworn, Scourge, which is such a good one no matter what. Scourge just feels like such a strong pick always in whatever regard ever for the most part. Um, but I actually have also been really curious about Elementalist gameplay. I just started Ooh. like diving in with some Elementalist stuff because I was really um, taken in by the aesthetic of Catalyst. And I did actually find that I really have enjoyed kind of figuring out the different elemental aspects and how those weapons affect things and how that comes together as you look at the elite specs and start looking at maybe something like damage or support for, for that too. So um, those have kind of been my picks lately. But yeah, Dragon Hunter is my bread and butter as far as DPS go. <laughs> Same for me. I'd say Heart of Thorns had a really good, like straightforward reaper and dragon hunter are probably my two favorite like dps mm -hmm. just to play i don't have to think about it too much it's just like slot into it of course they are getting uh, buffs um but still right, which one reaper is both both reaper and dragon hunter but people are saying that they're a little conservative with those because you know they're not bringing many other things so they should like really be brought up and i kind of agree with that um okay. but I like like you, Rook, I've actually been playing Elementalist a little bit more and I'm trying to explore more of Weaver, actually. And it's so because you have the different attunements, they affect your skills and then you have the duality of it. And you're like, OK, so I'm in this. I'm going to do two button presses to get over to this attunement to get to this dual attack. Use my weave self, use my other stances to kind of like bolster There's that damage lot. while I'm going about it. It's a really fun elite spec to play but it certainly is a lot to digest so crosses probably... over with thief like in yeah, that respect right yeah. so like it's that kind uh... of which is weird like that design is like you know the kind of they pass that over to thief but then you've got the additional concern of like the weapons that you choose but also then the achievements you're in for that skill and i'm like when i started playing that i was just like mate I can't. <laughs> it's too much. Like we've like I can do Tempest. I can do like core Ellie back in the day. Like Selly Ellie was was pretty easy to play. Like the combos for like just stacking might and building damage and just being a side noder. But then Weaver, I was like, this is powerful in the right hands, and that's why I like those builds. Like the the builds that should be strong should be the ones that are difficult to play, in my opinion. Like, if they're going to be a powerful, like, more powerful than others, then they have to be hard to play and you have to be good at them, as well as knowing maybe potentially rotations and you'll match it up. So I guess I'm talking more about PvP. Um, yeah. All over the yeah. world. All over the world. Well, sorry, honestly. yeah, of course, of course. No, um, like, it's like, Wolf was here. If you see well, a solo I play more world Weaver world now, actually. Yeah. So I'm bringing into it. I'm bringing into oh. it. Do you play, are you playing Weaver in World v. World? 
No, uh, I avoid weavers like the plague because I cannot kill them. Like the, <laughs> the last time I tried was like when Weaver first came out and they still have like the sustain of Ellie, but then they have like, oh, yeah. the damage and they also, they have like mini conditions that like mm-hmm. kind of stack, uh, especially with burn. It's a bit of a problem, yeah. but, um, and then they have evades too, like built yeah, into their kit too. So it's Actually, like three, if they're using if, sword. Yeah. So if you fight, one if you see a solo weaver and they're actually good it's it's uh mm-hmm. it's a very challenging fight i've got some good animations as well that one when they go into the ground and then come back up is a fight mm-hmm. i can't remember earth too is it earth? okay is this i clearly have never great. played weaver it looks very <laughs> like, cool like there are a lot of classes <laughs> where i'm like this looks really good but i suck so much at this you know, <laughs> i like, would say that yeah. if you're trying to go for that pure dps it will be a lot but if you're just wanting to play Weaver, you actually can take it a little bit more straightforward mm-hmm. because you can go like the bottom row where it's a lot of defensive options. So you can have that sustain while you get used to the mechanics. And there's even a utility skill that will remove the ability to kind of mesh into two. So if you want to have that extra layer of easing into the mechanics, you can, which is actually really good um, foresight to actually like implement that into the structure of weaver so it's a bit scary but it's also not super scary if you take some like a different approach yeah i I do love i do love what jebra said because this has been such a point of contention when it comes to discussions about dps in a lot of mmos that i've been playing recently where there's this question of should the highest dps in the game be only obtainable by classes that have the highest skill ceiling and is high DPS a direct reward of high skill ceiling, or should it be a threshold, a baseline for everyone performance-wise, regardless of complexity of class? Mm. And this is something that I have, I'm so torn on personally, because Jeb, I do agree with you in that to me, I think that if you are going to have a class that is harder, again, this being a term that may not apply to everybody or that, you know, it's a little bit of a, you know, what you consider to be difficult will depend on a lot of different factors. But if it's more complex and there's a lot of rotational stuff or a lot of like class logic you have to learn and figure out, Mm -hmm. I do personally think that you should get a reward for putting in that effort and to see that damage go above and beyond what might even be considered to be the baseline. But then, of course, there are always, always, always discussions in games like this about meta and Mm -hmm. the fact that if a class can potentially do a noticeable amount more than other classes then the community will always say that is the meta pick regardless of whether or not 90 percent of players will never achieve those numbers while playing them so in a lot of games there has been this shift where they are looking more at class design particularly in 14 but in other games i've seen as well class design being more of a choose your flair and choose what works Mm -hmm. for you for accessibility personality whatever it is but everybody does about the same amount of numbers however i can say it doesn't feel good because then you're having to try and like simplify other classes that are more complex that have to put in three times the amount of effort just to get the exact same numbers Mm -hmm. as everybody else and it's like personally I do like classes like Weaver. I like classes where you have to really learn. You have to figure things out. For my own personal play, those are the things that I really love, even if I default to maybe more straightforward things when I'm streaming so I can multitask. Mm-hmm. But personally, I like complexities, and I like classes that have mini games in mini games and little logic things and stuff you have to figure out and master. But I don't know what all of you think about this, but it is 
hot it's, right now in the community as far as the topic goes. It's the accessibility piece that you're talking about, which is the big problem I have. Like when I when I said what I said before, because I'm the same, you know, because I really do want to make sure like, if there is a class that's going to be able to do like this really large amount of damage, everything else has to be able to do good damage and just not be awful. Like so that, you know, you can play those easier classes in the do DPS and raids. Like there's things like, you know, reaper or dragon hunter or like you know real core base um whatever damage like you know um it's just cruise videos always pop up after everything else yes. like cruise videos just like cruise, oh, advertise, go and follow the youtube cruise youtube videos what um, video is this one i have no idea it just popped off it, it was just a uh, random random thing anyway. so but there's... does it make sense like it kind of i it was definitely like how, there should be just options. There shouldn't be builds which just do or, that are just awful. But there, there can be things which have specific tastes towards different content in the game, right? Which is true. Like there's so many, there are many elite specs which just suck in different content that you play, and there will still be people that play, and you're like, oh dear, that's going to happen. As long yeah, as you're it's... enjoying the game and you can have some access to something with the classes and elite specs you like playing, then cool. But like in raids and stuff like that, is that like? People still need to pe- feel powerful, and we need to empower people in games, right? So that's the way that comes from. What I guess. does power mean, realistically? Like, yeah. like there mm. are different ways of of playing powerfully that support yeah. the game or mm-hmm. support the the people you're playing with. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Jebo. You said you started with a mesmer. I was that at launch. That was a launch, and I played. It yeah. Do you anymore. remember how terrible it felt to play Mesmer in the early levels? I was at a non, so I didn't care. I was going through like <laughs> way through. A fr- I was going through like the snow. Oh I was like Guild Wars Two combat. I was like Chaos Armor. I was like Chaos Storm. Mm-hmm. I've got, I've got like my like everything. I was just happy. I mean, I never yeah. gave up on it, but I was. It was terrible. Like we would do events with my, our guild, and everyone would be getting gold, and I would mm-hmm. get bronze. Oh because i was not doing uh, enough damage because like i was like the early level at the launch and was yeah. like bad it was just was it like was dps or nothing if you were doing boons or any form of support yeah. you nah. wouldn't get any credit condition so, wasn't I mean, great either i just time. like if the the discussion of rewards mm. i just don't think it should always be tied to the highest dps of course no, 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 yeah, yeah so like like you know the there's always there's lots of really fun ways to play this game and it mm. should if you are taking the time to put a build together and really try it out and try something new and interesting even if it's not doing high damage mm-hmm. it's probably doing something oh, it's doing right? something like, for the player right like it's doing something for or, the enjoyment even, level yeah or yeah. even for the group or just the group yeah yeah mm. certain dps and typically like quickness dps they will usually have lower damage if the balancing is right, but they have a lot of utility <laughs> and versatility uh, with their kit. So they're still able mm-hmm. to have a slot. And talking about raids, because this is what I usually do, you have 10 people there. So you can have two or three people really carry the damage. And also damage is not much of a gatekeep in Guild Wars 2 if we look at the boss structures. It's not like you have to be reaching, everyone has to be reaching like a minimum of 30k or you're, you're not going to win. And I think this does kind of dovetail into the discussion of kind of power creep, not necessarily being the onus on the game, 
but just the community's reaction. Mm. And when talking about these builds that are quote unquote accessible and always just looking at the number, I don't think that's necessarily a very accurate accurate representation. Um, because I, I also believe that if you are taking the time to go to that degree to create a very intricate rotation and a very difficult class, you should be kind of leading more so than other builds which are more simplified. But those simple builds will still carry you through. They will still be very accessible by default. Yeah. So, And they did mention this in their balance philosophy where they want certain builds to be more approachable and be totally good but they also want to kind of shift it to where those very difficult builds will see more value in terms of a, of a raw damage number. And maybe it's just like a, a social, like Guildmasters doesn't have a lot of power creep in its gear, but I feel like over the years, we've been so normalized to seeing buffs in numbers, buffs and buffs and buffs, to the point where like we are innately creating a power creep within the game when it doesn't really need to be like at, such a high level of damage because like you can kill almost every single boss very quickly without like reaching such insane levels of damage the only time that really becomes an issue is when you're doing like challenge mode for harvest temple or some of the strike mm, missions yeah okay i'm gonna push us through the, go on age last point and then we're gonna push on to the next thing because i think we've uh, only talked about one thing yeah i'll talk about it real fast so it's <laughs> hey, you're good you, you take your time my friend uh, I uh, I think at I think Guild Wars Two. Well, when Wing One came out for raids, mm -hmm. I think it was like there's a clear distinction of a lot of people not really playing like DPS centric stuff. Like even uh, even me at the point I was just PV. I was just doing stuff, so I didn't really pay attention to my builds as much. But you know, when you get into the throngs of it, you actually understand like, oh, you need these stats. You need this you need to do this rotation etc etc yeah. um but i think at the point like around wing three i think i think it got to a point where arena just made it so that every every class could have a dps build that can do decent damage and you can clear a raid with it i think it got to that point and i think that's good i do think that playing a class that may necessarily be harder have a harder rotation uh to get more damage out of it is rewarding in of itself but mm -hmm. i i guess that's up to because i like a lot of raid like a, a like high tier raid players will play those things and just pump out like all of the dps and i think those builds are really good for the average player because if they're pumping out like 50k damage you should be pumping out i don't know maybe Maybe the average player is pumping out 17, 20, but like that's still enough Probably to 15. get a raid done. <laughs> yeah, but by the same on my Daredevil in a raid, I would die if it weren't for the Druid. <laughs> like in five, less than five seconds, probably two Finally. seconds. Like, you know, I'm showing my age how long it's been since I've done a raid, probably. <laughs> but like, it was like, it was. So was it fun to see like the huge numbers? Sure. Was it fun to like kit out specifically for it, do that rotation, you know, figure things out to be the to do to fit with the role I was asked to fit. Mm -hmm. That that was fun, but I would totes die if it weren't for someone mm -hmm. keeping me alive. <laughs> yeah, I think up to a point where you just 
I think you guys just get to a point where you focus more on the mechanics rather than your DPS, and then it just yeah. like mm-hmm. naturally mm-hmm. gets to that point. That's true. That's good. Okay. I segued into support for yeah, you. Yeah, actually, a really good segue into healing and support. <laughs> I was just going to mention what I play in, uh, very quickly because I didn't I don't think I no, mentioned. No, we don't need to hear that. Okay. No, we don't. That's true. <laughs> Fine. Screw you. No, we're good. <laughs> it's a great segue to we know. Again. We know you'll say mechanist. We'll know. Yeah, engineer. What could Jebro possibly say? Mechanist. Does Jebro play what? Um, I actually play Scrapper. I like, I, <laughs> I, like, I like all of the engineerly specs other than Hollowsmith. Um, Hollowsmith is okay. Hollowsmith is getting like, buffed. Hollowsmith is I'm easy excited. to play. Like, Hollowsmith is like, you know. That's why not... I love Hollowsmith. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so good. Like, it's, it's like, it, the theme is good. I love the theme, but it's not my favorite. But um, other than that, I like, I mean, I guess in PvP, I often play. Oh, uh, there's three classes. I play Scrapper, but I like, um, I love Reaper, and I like, uh, I like Vin. Bro, we can... We could hear every loud hit of oh, your sorry, pen. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking. Um, sorry. It was like, guys. <laughs> That's awful. That's really bad. Don't. Audio. No. Sorry, I couldn't hear it. I don't, don't have myself normally as loud as I do. Um, apologies. But like, um, oh my God, the Necro Elite spec, spec the latest one. Just Harbinger. Harbinger. Harbinger, yeah. So like, I love the theme of that. It's very close to Engineer. Uh, it's got Elixirs as well, so that's cool. Um, Reaper, I love playing uh, support in PvP as long as people respond to my support in PvP and don't just leave me on a point of my own and I'm like, oh, well, I can't rotate now. Cool, I'm just going to say Wait, it. Support um, Reaper? I was going to say, support with what class? A Guardian, <laughs> sorry. I was saying Guardian. Oh, I thought I said Guardian. Wow. I missed out a word. Um, <laughs> pretty like, pretty important word Reaper there. Yeah, well, I mean, you can. There was there was some random like Reaper support build, but it was just Reaper with the pull in uh, Bloodline. Okay, so that, it was a, that's a bad choice. <laughs> no, no, it was a good choice because it was meta it was for a, a bad while. Bad choice. It was back in the day. Like they nerfed the hell out of it, but like it uh, was it was almost fairly supportive just because of that role, <laughs> that one utility it had. Um, uh, and I play time. random builds sometimes. Oh yeah, good times indeed. But like you know, just running around damage wise. I mean, in raids specifically, I think I play. I just used to play loads of different stuff and try to learn things because that's kind of how I enjoy the game. So I just play something and be like, you know, I try rev and then I try thief and I try all the other things. I'd be like, oh, I'm awful at most of this stuff. And then I'd play like you know, guardian and I'll be fine. And it's just because I didn't really have the practice. So I just, I think I just play different things depending on my mood like you know if i'm playing the game a lot right now like you know and i'm playing engineer hardcore i'll just play something brand new and completely different like you know kind of rook was saying with elementalist and kind of getting used to some new abilities because it really freshens up the game right like you playing these new abilities you got new animations you're like oh this is nice and i can think about this in a different way especially if you go into different modes and stuff so that's cool um and especially if you go into world re world because i've kind of be going into that and start commanding because pair like what you said is interesting because mesmer was awful for damage but in the beginning of world v world in guild wars 2 mesmer was king mesmer well, pe- was because of pu king. mesmer well because of it, portals were just the best portals well, were that, the way yes, that, that you basically Mass just owned everything yeah because there was no limit yeah. there was no limit to portals and when you were in mesmer in a keep and it'd be retaken, you would hide, and then you would put a portal down, and then you would let everyone on the server come from your portal, <laughs> and you would just portal into the boss and get the keep back. Like, it was keep plays all day. It was 
amazing fun and then they nerfed <laughs> it because you could only get like five or so people for a portal 10 and then they I changed think 10. it i think it was 10 yeah something like that and then they changed it uh, again and it was and like a timer on the bosses so mm. there's a cooldown before you yeah can yeah yeah, yeah. They added that. I, no, I thought there was always a limit to the people who go through a portal but it was something like obnoxious like 50 yeah, at the Probably. beginning, I can't remember. I don't even, I don't, I don't know if there was, honestly, I can't remember. But it was like, you know, more people. I say like, I know, I don't. <laughs> at the time, I don't think there was. But like, yeah, they did change it to like five or ten or something in the end. Um, but yeah, okay, we'll move on now because I did say we would. Uh, I promised that we're going to do that. Let me just go over to here. What support rod do you enjoy the most? If you don't play support, that's okay yeah. because you don't necessarily have to be healing to support. You can be paying, doing wow. support via boons because Guild Wars 2 actually kind of didn't have that originally in the game. So if you're going to play support in core Guild Wars 2, I guess like it's worth thinking about that in comparison to maybe it's how like, it's changed over the time. Over I think time like as well. the only support was like Necro, right? And core? Guardian. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's Guardian true. as well. Guardian Shouts. was big, shouty support here with PvP and uh, World v World. Well, I we uh, didn't what, have much content what, where you didn't PvE. Could you support. not say NG was support E? Like if you did elixirs <sighs> no, and or, or not, not elixirs. Um, it was like a res, I guess. Turrets. With thing. early Guild Wars kind 2. Of. It's like there were support elements with each yeah. profession, That's but true. they were not balanced appropriately, nor no. in PvE, nor were they ever incentivized in dungeons or... <laughs> they were in, decentivized. In decentivized. Yeah. <laughs> it was very yeah. much you look after yourself. Because they, because they, well, yeah. they started the game off saying there is no Trinity, right? Like, Which we're is not going to have actually. raids, we're not going to have amounts, <laughs> we're not going to have a Trinity, we're not going to have anything. That's actually, that's actually a myth. They never said that they don't have a Trinity. Yeah, and Colin did. Johansson has said this on record at what? Heart of Thorns. At Heart of Thorns. That's not true. He had said that we... I saw an interview and he had mentioned that we never went into Guild Wars 2 looking to destroy the Trinity. We were just seeking to make more options for everyone to engage with the Trinity. Um, I think he did. I think, definitely no, he, I think there was something said about they it specifically. 100% said that there was no <laughs> Trinity in the game. Well, no, definitely. there's no hard Trinity. I think people are... I think yeah. it was hard Trinity. Yeah. Maybe yeah. so hard. We will say even, hard then. Even on the wiki, like their official structure for their trinity was damage, support, and control, which is just a different way of saying like damage, healing, and tanking. Oh, okay. So they weren't looking to like destroy it because if they wanted to do that, they would have never added any healing or control effects or whatever. It would have just been a pure damage. Um, they didn't really have healing. I think that much in terms of i mean they had some aoe heal abilities right but they weren't really intention intended for like specific support class fully other than maybe core guardian i suppose which but would because like utilities weren't even healing they were just like boons so it was like doing no, it in some a different utilities way. were which ones well, for core like, guardian yeah guardian guardian had options um really? necromancer had blood well well yeah, of blood. So. but yeah well yeah um, but that's the heal right so that makes sense that's a utility it's it's yeah, a choice yeah. that you can make well and even mesmer had some mm -hmm. of the mantras did yeah as well water elementalists mm. yeah it's i'm not saying they were good no they weren't good they were stretch. they were not at the level that we have since heart of thorns so no. they they definitely shifted i'd say exactly. around heart of thorns to actually like better support 
their trinity that they have. So each profession yes. ideally would have access to all three roles of damage, why is healing, that, control. Why did they bring bring that in though? Because in Heart of Thorns they also they brought raids. raids. They brought the content in PvE at least that would require healers and tanks and all that stuff. Actually, uh, Rook, when did you start playing actually? Then. I have the soft wail of a siren in the background, so I think it just ended. Uh, but if it oh, comes here. back, okay. you know, don't mind it. Uh, but I started playing Path of Fire. So it was after Path of Fire had released. So I like raids and fractals and everything. I mean, all that kind of PVE content has been in the game since I started. Okay, so like, kind of like, a, like soft trinity was established by then. So by the time you started playing, so I was wondering, like, did you start playing Guild Wars Two because you liked the different healing or support options that were available, or like what exactly? <laughs> Did you got you started playing actually? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I honestly came to it less because of anything I had heard about the gameplay, mm -hmm. um, and more so because people kept telling me, "I think you'd really like it. I think you'd like the story. I think you'd like the world. Um, you know, the community is really is really supportive." And because I was coming from a background of other MMOs that had that trinity. I knew that Guild Wars 2 was different because people had told me that it was kind of different, but I don't even think I realized when I first started just I uh, that I knew how different it was, you know? I and I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I think I they mean, appreciate it as much <laughs> when they play it. So, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, at this point, it's not wildly an outlier. I mean, ESO kind of has a similar system, although <laughs> they also had to move towards something like tailoring around a soft trinity um, over the course of their lifespan as a game, because I do think so many people expect it. And when you start creating content like these raids and, you know, this sorts of stuff, uh, these sorts of things, um, you have to figure out how do we give players something to do, <laughs> you know? Everybody can just DPS, but then you don't feel like you're really specializing. Um, you know, what are the challenges that you face when you're trying to do something like an instance group content? So, I mean, honestly, I'm glad that they have content for pure healers and support because long term, as far as my actual gameplay stuff goes, that is something that keeps me in a game. Like, I personally love playing those roles and I want to be able to do that in stuff like Endgame. So I was, I found it really refreshing when I finally got to raids and I was like, I can make a pure healer build. And I just started putting together my Yay! healers and I was so excited to actually use those healing skills beyond just you know quickly healing myself and an ally while we roamed around you know it was nice to actually have that challenge healing wise i will say like as much as you know when guild wars 2 came out and they talked about how and they still do like play the way you want to play and i know my husband he is very much like you uh rook that he likes he likes support healing builds. That's the role he likes to play in group content. And he could not play the way he wanted to play. Like he would, he would, he just wouldn't be very effective because it, there was, it just couldn't be. But yeah, it was tough back then. Yeah, but that's, that's what he wanted to be able to play. It was the only, in PvP, there was like a the only mode that had a Trinity back way back was PvP, really. I know, I know World We World did to a degree as well, but like it was just Shout um, Guardian, and it was it wasn't like big pump heals. It was more like 
it was kind of like guardian and then individual tanky bruisery glasses like ellie and celestial amulet was the big amulet because it had everything on it which is why they removed it and it was just like you have a lot of healing you have a lot of toughness you have a lot of hp now and also you have all of these abilities which you can keep you alive but shouts remove conditions but also give you a little bit of healing and i can breathe on you every so often so it's like you know and bubbles you know sanctuary and that kind of stuff so guardian was like i i remember being that person as well and being like i really need to find my support class for dungeons and stuff like that so i'd run guardian um because mesmer just wasn't an option really i mean you could heal a little bit with clones something like like breaking your clones and stuff but it wasn't very good and then the res was just like you know i res for like 10 seconds <laughs> it didn't didn't last long and just went back into downstate it was just a reposition um so yeah it was it was very complicated and then when like half horns came out it was just like ooh. And really, like, that probably changed the direction. I mean, Heartforms was the biggest change in direction for the game they've ever had. I mean, obviously. Um, also, marketing-wise. Uh, <laughs> the marketing for Heartforms was still the best marketing they've ever done. 100%. Like, easily. It was so good. Um, and then, anyway, we'll talk about that another time, because we always do. Uh, and uh, so you, now you've gone into this more trinity area you've got rays fractals are becoming more prominent as well so you need a little bit more there if you want it and then they start bringing in boons like quickness and alacrity and all the things which offer the more supportive things that other games have like rift did back in the day you know and you could have uh i think they had their own chronomancer class was it chronomancer i think they had chronomancer i can't remember it was mage uh it's been a minute since I played Rift. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I, I, I played the I Assassin they, class. I have to so. try and find it. It was something, but they buffed damage. They and had then... a Chloromancer. Chloromancer, that's what it was. Chloromancer. Yeah, it was a yeah no, it was close though. There's one. There's one or something. Um, but like that helped buff damage for like everyone in the raid, and there was loads of other. There's loads of stuff now that does that. You know, Final Fantasy, Wow, everything. And then they started part like it was already in traits. You know um and that's changed over time to you know generating boons which are more general rather than i will increase your condition damage with pinpoint distribution etc so like you know a lot of changes happened like to have support builds. so what do they what does everyone play now like what do they play if they play a support build is there like a top top choice i mean surprising for uh, some people obviously we know my, maybe what they play but like What's the what? What do you mainly play, and also what do you maybe kind of delve into sometimes if you just want to kind of try something a little bit more different or challenging? Yeah. I've kind I of got Chris think... support video going off in the background because it's just huh? <laughs> it, oh, it's yeah. good to have like just support. Like there you go, I'll do. Are you what, are you looking up? Are you looking up the something? Well, okay? I, would, I don't. I haven't really figured <laughs> it out. We're going to answer the question. Sorry. And I, was like, <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> answer the question. You're like, I just need to look up on my computer. While I was going to say, it's in my scripts on I Google right Docs. <laughs> you know, to answer the question, I think my, I think currently my favorite support that really flourishes the entire category of support would be druid it has consistent mm -hmm. healing it has burst healing it has the alacrity boon you can go spirits to get alacrity and also to get other boons still think it's a very um boring gameplay structure for how they approached alacrity implementation but hopefully we'll see some more changes next year with that but um i think right now druid is probably like top 
Yeah, Druid has been my go-to for ages. I think it was the... Because for a long time, you just always needed Druids. So when I was first going in with raiding, I asked, like, I want to play heal support, what do we need? And everybody was like, we always need a Druid. And I went, great. So I picked up Druid, and it's been great to see it get some extra love with these additional boons that it kind of, like... Not, I mean, it was still active and it was still really good, but it kind of maybe in certain situations like pushed it to the sidelines a little bit more, particularly with the rise of Firebrand. And mm -hmm. uh, mm. I still found it fun to play, though. I mean, um, it's interesting to me with Druid because gameplay-wise, like you said, Kruf, I don't think it's anything that is mind-blowingly revolutionary, but I do think it's a really good one even to just learn on when you're first sort of going through raids and you're trying to figure out healing and how you heal, because it has a pretty straightforward kit, and you know, when I'm going to do my big burst heals, I'm going to use X, Y, or Z, or when I need to, you know, I've got my Celestial Avatar that I yeah. can kind of structure my gameplay around, um, and then mm -hmm. with the additional support of things like the... Um, spirit and yet i still found that even over time there was complexity to find you know i realized after a while uh all of the things from being able to use your elite spirit to res people to you know uh detonating your spirits for various effects or additional cc in a pinch when you need it or swapping out stuff like the good old entangle or all these different things where i did find that i thought druid's kit was pretty versatile and that i enjoyed the mobility that it had as well as some of the you know situational power that you could bring to the table i mean there's even that like bear is it like a bear sigil there's, it's like the bear ability yeah. that busts out of um, crowd control and those sorts of things so there are a lot of little things that you can take in your kit to suit different situations which i liked um and eventually i did expand to firebrand and firebrand is really fun it's really fun i really liked it it was really powerful i am not on the train of Doom, doomsayers about the nerfs i think it needs them very badly i think it does too much and it is too strong in many regards and that i even felt like when i was first learning it when i was switching between my um your books you know and i was going wait so like if i use the charges in this one but i can still switch to the other book and just use all those and then i can go to this and i can use that or i can it felt like even just in its design trade-offs that i would have imagined would have been a part of like your resource meter or whatever um maybe weren't as punishing as it could have been but mm -hmm. all of that to say i still found it really fun i think it's still going to be fun even with any nerfs on the horizon and so i've really been going between those two but um recently i also like i've been talking about i've been working on elementalist and i've been working on um specter so I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to getting a little more into that. I wanted to explore Spectre because of the more single target healing potential, and I just wanted to kind of see how you could set that up and work on that. And with Elementalist, um, I wanted to explore more of the healing specs and the like huge throughput healing that you can get with that. So I'll report back as I continue to experiment, but uh, those two are kind of in my back pocket right now. Tara, I think you said you wanted to say something. Well... I don't have a current because like I'm all mesmer all the time. Like I do have oh, yeah. other professions that I play, but so being virtuoso currently and my support build doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it's been nerfed into the ground and doesn't. So, but back in the day and it wasn't a healing support, but it was more the crowd control. I liked uh, distortion sharing a yeah. lot. Like I, I had, I had a build specifically around, uh, interrupting causes stun, causes damage, which then gets their um, 
the bar down, you know, the, the bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The five bar, thank you. And uh, but then distortion sharing on top. Like I had this like min max with all the blue numbers when you've like moused over things. And you were like pure tank mesmer, like negating damage and doing crowd control effects. That, like... but I didn't do squat for damage. <laughs> like I didn't. <laughs> I myself did very little, but I adored that playstyle, <laughs> and it wasn't very rewarding in game. <laughs> But, but I really enjoyed it and I liked being able, you know, the distortion and the distortion sharing and just like, mm. just, you can't hit me, I'm hitting you. That was so <laughs> but yeah, not for damage, but just like the, it locks them, That's like the stun locking. <laughs> I love the stun locking. I don't know how many people did it. I don't know. Like the people like big numbers. It's not like, I distortion don't. Distortion was like a big uh, negator of mechanics. In, um, I love distortion too, so, they so much. They removed it so much, but then they, they brought it back recently. So, you know, you're good again. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I, so sharing, I don't know. Like, but the distortion, that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like the distortion sharing. Like I, I, would you classify that as support though? Yeah. Like, because it's not a heal yeah. support. It's no, a no, defensive no. It, it maneuver. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't. Support doesn't have to be uh, always. Just it's just it's not just healing now. It's more like you know you're doing something to protect people. I guess in a way, but like you know we can think about quickness scrapper for example as a support build now as well. You know people say support they like they support the damage. You know they we mm -hmm. probably come up with a better name for that. Um, I think there is in other games, I don't know. But like, yeah, I think, well, what about age? Like, what is this? What is something, do you play support? I think you played, El did you play, you used to play Ellie a bit? I played everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I did play support Tempest. Uh, That's right, yeah. I did have a lot, and PvP. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's very I, different to I, Thief. Yeah. Very different to Thief. Very. <laughs> Um, like the literal I, opposite end of the scale. <laughs> like, you know, now I I'm actually, literally on people, and you can see me all the time, and I have to be next to people all the time. So the thing is, well, with PvP, you know, having more than one thief is not a good thing. So usually I'm the yeah. one that's swapping. So I just swap to whatever we need. Um, yeah. And I pay for that with my thief being bad. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> uh so i also like firebrand in raids i think it was just i don't know it was just a lot of fun to play uh let's see i did do distortion sharing back in the day that was fun yeah uh, anything else they could bring that back as an elite spec like have an elite skill that does the distortion that sharing because it's a cool a idea. idea or just do guild wars 2 classic let's go no. <laughs> what would you mean no that would be so Absol good can you imagine you would uh, not be playing that you with, wouldn't be playing mesmer i had a tweaks. dream about i actually had a dream about playing mesmer back in the day the other day i'm not even joking and i was running through one of the first non-zones through um one of the keeps the forts in the middle up where the world boss is like that's just kind of west of it i was just running through like it was weird. It was so weird. Like, core Guild Wars 2 was, like, launch was one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. Like, in ever. Like, and I've been playing games for a long time. And, like, <laughs> I'm an older person now. And it's just, like, it was so good. Sorry, I love talking about this kind of stuff. It's so good. Anyway, sorry, H, you were talking and I interrupted. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's not fine. <laughs> uh, is it fine? You need to, you need to get it out, get it out. Um... 
on me. I don't know. If <laughs> we talked about that at the beginning of the show, mate. We're over that one. <laughs> no one else uh, saw it, but you know. Age <laughs> is like, damn it! I wish I'd have been like a green last second to be on this Again, stupid Chad, I'm show. I'm not getting paid at all. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Right. Uh, I don't know if this counts as a support build, but I kind of okay. like played this. 30k health reaper and i just sat in mid and i killed anyone who came and then i rezzed anyone who needed help yeah and, like I, back in the day it was really damaged. loose kind of support in terms of rezzing it was off that blood trait again that's what i was talking about earlier like I, that trait I, I don't remember if it was i just remember it's like okay. i just want to stay in mid and just kill everyone who comes here and that's, yeah, that's damage, that. Edge. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's damage. But I also, <laughs> but like no one could kill me, and I always had like the these. I think I carried a lot of support utility, so that I can keep people like if oh, it like was more than just stuff. yeah, if it was more than just a one v one, I would support those people, and I could always res. So I was kind of like playing a DPS medic at that point. It was with shout with the elite shout as well. Yeah, it was kind of count. It was like a weird hybrid kind of DPS support build. It was like it wasn't like full support because there was times where you'd have those off kind of supports in PvP at times, and it would just yeah. it wouldn't be like a meta thing, but it'd be like something which was just strong in ranks that would kind of be able to carry some fights a little bit over sometimes. Yeah, I remember. I played yeah. a bit of that. That was yeah. kind of funny. And surprisingly, I don't play a lot of Spectre. I'm. It's uh, it's not a great support build, honestly. It's not, <laughs> it actually it, is. Alacrity-wise, it is, yes. No, like yeah. you can like get a lot of healing support. and barrier from That's taking... what I heard. You, so that no, no, you can. it does. You can, absolutely, but you die most of the time. Like, you can't say you can't get out. I wanted to make it work in World versus World, but it was just so hard because no. I would blink into a Zerg, you and just... it's like... What do I do now? I guess I keep stacking wells. Blink out, maybe. And then, oh, then that's I, the problem. Basically. Yeah, I burn a like I burn shadow step to get out, and then it's like, okay, yeah. I guess I just use the scepter now. Uh, it's why it wasn't used but, in PvP, but like Sind and stuff. Like we all remember being one of the streams. Like you know, we just it, it's just not an, it's just not the best support. So yeah. like you I know, it was very tanky kind of though. Thing. Yeah, you can make it tanky. Yeah, it's, it's um, then you're like suffering from some of its healing output and stuff, and it was just like, eh. it is really fun. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not it's, saying yeah. like it's awful and like you shouldn't do it. Yeah. I love playing it because it's fun. like it's really fun. Like trying from, to work that out, it's cool. I don't know if it's changed. I just, I just don't feel effective. Yeah, yeah, from a competitive side, with it being so single target and it being so barrier it's focused. It's a bit of a challenge because you can prevent damage, but you can't really correct it. And if you mm. want to do raw healing, you have to get in the fight and use those wells. But the wells shadow step you. So it's a bit yeah. difficult, which is why in PvE, it's actually really good. PvE because, is better. Like, it doesn't really matter. Um, and you get those heals on the shadow step. And then if you're taking the trait where when you're in Shadow Shroud, you gain a stack over time. And then when you leave, you can like fully heal people and then yeah. over any overhealing is then transformed into barrier which is an adept okay. trait when mm -hmm. it feels like that shouldn't be a grandmaster trait after have a I look mean, again oh, i haven't played it oh, recently look, let's keep that let's keep that yeah i love <laughs> this well i mean it's okay
I think it's probably because it is, like you were saying, a bit more situational in its sort of, you know, type of game mode things where it might shine. So I feel like having that as a strength isn't OP because like we said, there are a lot of little caveats and, you know, asterisks that seem to come with when and how you might use it or how accessible sure. it is to use. But one thing that I do love about that is that I feel like it is a perfect perfect thing to take around if you're going to be playing through the game with like a friend or if you're going to be out in the world exploring mm -hmm. in like a small group and you want to play something like a support or like a healer um but you i mean yeah like you might not be just doing raids or you might just be going through the game and trying to enjoy that because honestly one of my favorite things to do is just like have a small group that goes out and does all the world stuff and explores and does story stuff together but to be able to play a dedicated healer in that setup as opposed to like me solo trying to do you know my little jack of all trades build with some self-healing and cc and damage so i feel like it would be a good complimentary one in that regard where you could take it around with somebody that might be built more aggressively and um you know just kind of have a fun open world experience with that and the single target stuff would work just fine if you were in a smaller group or yeah. you know had your little unit it's the 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 problem is with specter healing is that the bigger the group the harder it is to heal so yeah. yeah i agree with that so if you're running around with like just a small group it's it's a lot more enjoyable to heal what's like the most random so like there are there are some utilities and stuff where i'm like where you could see probably i guess the kind of like fun potential heal builds and supports like druid is like that one where you're like yeah that's obviously like it's kind of over the years, it's become more defined a little bit more because they've changed stuff. These utilities and some of the traits in Celestial Avatar form is much better now. And Alacrity, of course. But, like, there's some other things. Like, I used to play... I think uh, Pear was saying something about Engineer back a while ago. And there was, like, this cool kind of thrown uh, Elixir trait... Um, sorry, Elixir ability, tool belt skill, where you could res people. So you could res yourself. Um, and, obviously, there was the... There is the heal kit as well, which is just five heal skills like it's there's no there is actually probably one well, not there's kind of condition removal in there as well i don't think there's many abilities or kits where you can just do pure like specific healing other than maybe firebrand and um, when you just pull the book out and it's like okay that was actually kind of a big one but then you've kind of got scourge which is this also alternative look at a support which is what it's all about that barrier right and scourge just literally dominating the field for like carry classes in Guild Wars 2 for a long 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 effing time which was not great but it gave people access to content in the end which was kind of good I guess in one way but it was this really good look at kind of just how you can be a support in a way which is not just boons and just pure heals but just about resurrecting and keeping fights yes. going so people could learn things, which was quite cool. Or, or keep lie. them from getting hit. Yeah, yeah, or keep the game from getting hit at all. I won't lie. I, and maybe, please feel free to contest me on this. I don't like but, Scourge, by the way. I hate it. Well, uh, <laughs> no, no, I mean, what I mean is, is that... <laughs> I honestly think that we've seen Guild Wars 2 taking some steps to try and make rating more accessible, right? Yes. Personally... I already think raiding in Guild Wars 2 without anything was way more accessible than it is in most of their games that I've played that have end game equivalents. 
Um, but with things now like having the, I always want to call it the Echo, but I know it's not that, but Final Fantasy XIV has emboldened? the Echo. Emboldened? The emboldened there you go, I speak uh, effect. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for translating. Uh, the emboldened effect. And, you know, some of these incentives to, like, come in and try and, like, encourage people to start doing raids more often. I honestly think something that would also encourage people to do raids more often would be to give more of these healing builds full party reses. Just oh my god. Party. Like full oh. party from, from okay, from downstate, you don't have to go full dead, right? Mm. But one of the things that I have seen with Heal Scourge, like we were just saying, is like Jebra said, it was for a very long time the carry healer. Even to this point, there are many raid nights where we will be struggling with something like Slothazor. We'll have a bunch of new players in. Somebody goes Scourge, and then it's like we are actually able to get through the fight because you have you're able to bring them in and resurrect, you know, the people that you need to. And they can do it a lot. So like it's one of those things to me where I'm sure a lot of people won't feel the same way, but I feel like they could almost make that a staple of something like a healer class um, where you have something like that. Like in 14, every healer has a res that's on cooldown that you can use to individually res one person. And then you have your mm -hmm. limit break ability, which if you get it all the way up to three and the party agrees on it, you know, you can use to full party res from dead dead state. Um, so like, I don't know, I, I, I don't want it to nullify things, but at the same time, and I think it's already pretty generous in Guild Wars 2 having down state versus dead state. But I also feel like maybe they have a little bit more room to play around with the idea of picking people up with a lot of these classes because, I mean, they left it on Scourge and it makes a huge difference. And I think it also gets people through fights in ways that oftentimes otherwise, you know, you're just going to have to switch to a Scourge. It's like if, if people yeah. are really struggling. I think actually Scourge has had has had has been spoken of in such a way for so long that its claim to fame is that it's the best reser, but I don't actually think that's true anymore. <laughs> it's definitely extremely consistent, but with the changes to Druid and its elite glyph of stars, uh, you can get... I was doing a strike mission and seven people went down, and I picked them all up faster by playing Druid than I would have if I played Scourge. So there are more additions in the game now where mm. Scourge's claim to fame isn't necessarily the only class that can do that anymore. And we've had many, and even right now, there's a lot of abilities that will resurrect multiple players, you know, Well of Blood, certain Signets, you know, when you're a Guardian, you can use your Shield of Absorption to, to res multiple people at the same time for a percentage. Um, so I think Scourge is more consistent with the F4, definitely. But we are seeing a little bit more of that sprinkle onto other professions. Um, and I like Scourge a lot because its healing is through its barrier. It's, it's a preventative healer rather than a correctional one. Um, I think the one element of Scourge that might be missing is maybe alacrity access to really fulfill that role. But uh, I know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Is it, isn't uh, Barrier a little bit like the Distortion in a way? Like it's, in a way. Like it, it's, it's kind of like, it's like a mirror of it. It's just like a different mechanic that does kind of the same thing. 
it kind it's, it's distortion it, is mm, invulnerability though that's the big yeah that's the big yeah no i just mean thing. like that you avoid being hit yeah that part of it yeah for sure but like <laughs> yeah you, you know, nullify like, the damage with like a mechanic though you can't avoid a mechanic sometimes with barrier mm -hmm. it's just yeah. like a kind of shut off if you need like an invulnerability but yeah i see what you mean but on the topic of resurrection i've actually really been interested in like Ooh. They have Signet of Undeath on Necromancer. Mm -hmm. And I now playing more support classes, I'm like, well, Necro isn't the only class that has an easy time resing players anymore. What if like Signet of Undeath was instead an elite signet and it was an ability that could actually like resurrect someone from being dead and having a battle res where it was like a five minute cooldown on the ability or something to have like that elite moment. I think there are certain elements with certain classes to have that profession identity which would be cool mm -hmm. and we could see that with other classes you mean as from well, like so. full dead full dead like full dead you have a five you have like a five minute elite cost yes. where you can fully resurrect one player who is dead and they can only be resurrected every 10 minutes or so it's very like it's very pve specific as well yes a, a this, little bit, this yeah. is my question yeah, like yeah. It. it's very like pve it. specific but um, many abilities are of course you can do skill splits or whatever it's a big but... one for the elite though well the yeah but think yeah. about taking a lead it's gonna feel elite <laughs> Yeah, think about like <laughs> the amount of <laughs> think about the amount of raid or other fights where there is like one person who has to do a specific role. And if that person goes down, you're like, well, we have to wipe this entire run. <laughs> you know, like you've got somebody who's kiting or who's doing this or who's doing that. So it feels like that would I honestly personally would be okay with that i don't think it would be too broken i think that mm. it would be something where again you're not going to be able to use it so liberally that you're going to be able to just like completely nullify what being dead dead means but if it was something like a fight that had a slightly more hyper specific kind of like okay well we have to have somebody that is able to stay up or do this one thing or something i mean mm. you could use it or if like a healer goes down or something you know you could use that in a way that it's not going to turn the tides of an entire fight that's going to hell but it might save a key player or somebody that's needed or the tank or whatever it is in that particular fight so that you can at least keep going. Is I this... really like that. Oh, sorry, H, you go. I was just going to ask if it was from down or dead state or both. I think there would be a way to do it because there are certain abilities, even with ally target, where they're conditionals. So if you do maybe resurrect someone from the down state, it instead goes on a 60 or 80 second cooldown but if you choose to resurrect someone who is fully dead it goes on a five minute cooldown so you can have that choice uh, certain ally target abilities do that with spectre right now with its siphon if you target an enemy it's a longer cooldown if you target an ally it's a shorter cooldown so you can play around with the conditional elements of how the cooldowns function I've but as a concept it works in other mmos and i'd be interested in what rook mentioned it so i was just like oh let's play around with no, this no i agree i mean there's even been some interesting abilities in games recently that i've seen where you put something on someone that is like a if they take lethal damage while this is active they immediately immediately stay alive with one oh, HP yeah, or something like a, or yeah, they you know pop back up or um I think there's a lot of room for them to play around with something like that and of course with that kind of preventative situation it's all about timing so if you use it and that person mm -hmm. doesn't go down I mean you've just it doesn't even True. matter like you know it, it's not even something that uh made any difference in the fight and it's taken up a spot on your skill bar but in those like clutch moments or moments where you can really tell it does make a big difference or like you were saying I think the same for that kind of resurrection so I would like to see Guild Wars 2 continue to expand what they offer in regards to healing builds, support builds, those sorts of things. And then also how they keep an eye on how to make those applicable 
out, like out in the world. I actually do think that for all that there was some discussion about the new Revenant elite spec um, Vindicator mm. and how it's a little bit muddy about like healer damage, switchy floppy back and forth kind of thing. I honestly think that was them. It's the technical ex- terms you used again. Yes. <laughs> I honestly think that was them experimenting with how can we create a class that has like a heal build to it, right? But that has some kind of flexibility and versatility built into it so that yeah. if you are out alone without having to like completely switch all your bars and switch all kinds of stuff you can still in the moment make the decision to do slightly more dps or if you need more healing you can choose to do more healing or if you have a friend with you and you really want to focus on healing and they really want to focus on whatever you can be your heal together so it's one of those things where like right now pure healers really as far as practicality I think really have their huge home in raiding, but of course you see effects of uh, of healing even in things um, or support, even in things like world versus world PvP. But when it comes to open world stuff, if you are solo and you're running a pure heal build, I mean, just like you were saying, pair. If you're someone like that or your husband, like me and your husband, <laughs> and we love that kind of thing. It's like here I am. I've been fighting this badger for forty minutes. Yes. And- <laughs> I have five. Well, I have a lot of health because now I healed, but his health is only 75% down. <laughs> like, it's really rough. So I, I hope they keep an eye on how to maybe integrate even more. Of that Badger kind of... world boss, man. <laughs> Badger oh. world boss. <laughs> it's weird though, because like, you know... I think in MMORPGs, since they've been invented, like, or just around when there's heal builds, I think the expectation is, is if you run this build, you're not going to be able to do certain specific things, right? So I think the expectation is there. And that kind of like the, the, the abilities where you can protect someone else, like Guard, for example, which I think was in, is in WoW, and in, it's definitely in like Warhammer Online and shitloads of other games, just called something else, where you protect someone else by doing a thing, like putting an ability on them, and you absorb like some of their damage because you're just massively tanky. It's like another form of barrier, for example. Like these things kind of exist in other games, but not really in Guild Wars 2. Um, I don't know. I think I think Guild Wars 2's unique downstate system is enough for me to say. I personally wouldn't enjoy having something where people come back from the dead, dead state just because it's so unique to Guild Wars. It doesn't mean that that's not something that they can change. Can you imagine that in PvP, though? It's just my own own personal opinion. I think it's because (laughs) it's... Can I say something really fast off of that, Jebro? I mean, it's it's just... No. No. No, no. I mean... I think your opinion is totally valid, right? Because I do think that having that difference between downstate and dead dead state is something that is unique to Guild Wars 2. But can I also say something, which is that I have never, well, maybe not never, uh, but in almost all the other MMOs that I play where there is the possibility of something like a resurrection, I have not seen players check out like they do in Guild Wars 2. I feel really bad. My partner got into Guild Wars 2 and Guild Wars 2 raiding because I invited them into the game, mm-hmm. and they've raided in a ton of other games. And in all the games that we raid together in, I have never seen them just like, whatever. That's true. As when they die in Guild Wars 2, mm-hmm. and they die... They die at the start of, of a fight, and mm-hmm. it's very feasible that you can finish this whole raid boss with sometimes even seven people. And so the pull continues, yeah. and 
there's no chance they can come back there's no chance they can engage if they're dead they're dead so they just they'll get up they'll go get food they'll come back and mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll even like especially when we got started they'd look at me and they'd be like are you kidding me? Like, really? I just have to miss our clear of this, or I have to miss my first ever clear of this because like, everyone did I you literally do. can't get up. <laughs> and like, I literally can't, like, there's no hope that anybody could get me. And I was like, mm. you know, that actually makes me think of it in a different light because I've seen it so many times mm. i've seen it so many times even to where we've had to ask like yes can everyone gg because such and such hasn't cleared this fight or they're new and they'd really yeah. like to see the end of it or, yeah. but like i do think that it yeah i well yeah. but it is a bit of an inconvenience yeah. in the flow of combat i mean that's i mean you could argue that then you've just got to find your people right which is kind of we we express but that finding kind of your people is exponentially more time than someone pressing a resurrection skill <laughs> but then you're giving up something else but for like the but then you could continue that argument and say well you're giving up something else which helps you not kill the raid faster and then more people are going to be disappointed because you're not killing as fast because you didn't have these elite skills so it's like where do you where does it start and when well, does I it end with and it's the like role I'm a roof and, and uh, rook on this one i, I think oh, it's cool absolutely the, i'm, I'm the... happy to die on this hill absolutely and with a hat on the, the gravestone and everything. You are kind of expected to carry that weight of utility. And I think sometimes we, when we talk about balance and professions, so. we forget that there are nine other people usually in a raid and that people mm. can diversify mm. their, their goals. And yeah. if there are usually two healers per raid where they're also applying, usually in terms of numbers, alacrity, some might mm. apply quickness. I think if there was even if it just started with necro um like a, an elite ability or a very long cooldown ability where yeah. it takes up an entire utility slot you have to sacrifice it not talking firebrand where you just get 15 abilities you don't have to make a choice i'm saying like <laughs> you you specifically are saving that just in case for those scenarios i don't I think it would necessarily feel too bad because there would be ways to balance it in terms of cooldowns, in terms of that target gets affected by a debuff and cannot be resurrected for another 15 minutes or something. So you get like Maybe. one extra chance. You know. But if you mess up again, it's like, well, we tried. Because other games, they do battle reses quite a lot. They don't have downstairs. The, 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 the reason why I say this as well is because Guild Wars 2's mechanics, trait system, and inherent existence relies around this one thing which is very unique and special about the game that i inherently love that many people adore especially in pvp and world view world is the downstay mechanic being so good like it's such a good way for you to feel still alive in the game and obviously it wouldn't go away but like but also to play around it like how do we use the downstate mechanic because they're still kind of alive and actually they can still do things they can still cc they can still you know do some damage if you're a necro sometimes you're even more powerful when you're in the town state like you know it's just like, i'll carry my like people can reply afterwards um but like <laughs> then they like i know people are gonna i'm kind of still going but it's just that thing where it's like in guild wars 2 as well necro barrier was just never nerfed it was never touched and stop looking at me <laughs> and like and it was just never i'm not looking at you because uh, i could see everyone's like this and it, it, it means it downstate is just like 
And I think <laughs> when I was commentating a lot as well, and he goes back to that shell casting stuff, there was so much hype and activity and excitement around downstating and how that was how you played around with it and used utility, health, healing, and also damage to really think about how we take people out. And there's one of the best Guild Wars 2 plays ever I have just adore, and it's based off of a downstate where I'm just like, yeah, like that. that is just the mechanic which makes Guild Wars 2 for me, where you move someone's dead body that's still where they're still in downstate, so they're still kind of able to res through a portal because they're an elementalist and they're in vapor form and they can move. You go through the portal, they travel a certain distance, you make them safe there, then you res them, and then you go off to your other objective and complete the game. It's just like, it's so good. And when, when it comes to like that, I'm just like, I can't imagine it. It would just be another game. It would just be like, that. It, that's such like a big mechanic. You are also me. correct. I'm not saying yes. I'm correct. I'm just saying it's just, it's just my like passion for it. I, I actually all. don't see how... Like, you're right. Like it's you're sacrificing an entire skill slot for something like you would you wouldn't be running around most of the game playing that you probably wouldn't even take Absolutely. it into yeah, sure. something it's like it's but when it can impact the like to rook's point but you know you're just sitting there well i guess i'm just gonna be a lump <laughs> here for the next 20 minutes thanks like you know mm. that's I do really oh, yeah. as well like empathize with your story though. I do about your partner. Like I do like I empathize with that. I do. I'm not like going back on the point. I'm like, what, what the fuck? Like, but like I do understand. Like I get that. Like that part of it. But like it's. it's I mean, I. I don't know. I've seen it enough that it is a real problem that I've noticed that even makes my partner over the course of it just not even want to keep going with Raid because they feel like right, when, especially okay. when they were learning in particular, they felt like half the time yeah. they just couldn't even do anything if they mm. messed up and they were trying to figure something out and you know that was it and then the rest of the team kept going and of course like you said it can be up to the team's call whether or not they go through a fight or or don't but at mm. the same time nobody wants to have to completely start a fight from scratch just because there was like a small mistake made at the beginning or something right so maybe then, as you were talking, this mm. made me think, maybe then the key is to, maybe it's less about things like dead, dead raises, which I still think could have a role in the game, especially with a big enough cooldown and, and not negate downstate as a turning point, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe then the play around this is to affect downstate. So if downstate and clutch saves in downstate are something that is more dynamic and unique to Guild Wars 2, maybe the play then is to have classes that can do unique things with downstate, like extend the amount of time in downstate before somebody is dead dead to give other healers a chance yeah, to Necro heal. Does that, yeah. Well, yes, yeah. but like, I mean, like, I'm just thinking about how you do all, all of classes. this, right? Or it like adds a bonus special ability to anybody's bar who is in downstate, or it enhances the healing they're doing while in downstate, or it has some kind of unique effect with that. Maybe mm. even, I mean, not that you'd want to do this because I think that people would just play around making themselves go into downstate, but like buffing damage or buffing things like that. I mean, maybe then the key is about interacting with that downstate more and focusing on that as something to add into the kit for healers and support. And then if they decide 
decided to do something like a true res again i think it's situational enough and especially if it was single target and it was on a long cooldown i don't think it would negate any of the importance of other things in the game um but i do think there's more that they could even do with that because in many other games like like we've talked about like Kruf was mentioning or you know like pear was talking about as a healer right a lot of times in that heal kit it does have to do with those sorts of things or resurrection or um those other kinds of abilities so i was surprised mm. when i got into guild wars 2 and it felt like the options in those regards were like really limited and then i had to kind of figure out how to be sneaky about them as opposed to it just being something that like is a part of it but of course downstate does play into that so i think that mm. there are still things they could do where you could affect those downstates more or recover from those kinds of moments um in a very specific or fun or interesting way i don't know i i, I think i think you could i think you could i've always liked the barrier stuff that they do okay not barrier the buff but like you know on druid you've got the flower bar that reflects yeah. projectiles i've always liked those kinds of things too oh, yeah, so like having positional stuff on fields or maybe you could put down like a bar like that and then if you were able to pull down state allies through it or something then that would cause them to pop up or it would cause some other kind of effect or i think that could be fun too i don't know i just think well, there's a lot of possibilities with, with that that in mind then i'm going to skip most of the questions because we've kind of talked about them a little bit here and there. And I, really, I I have to go and have vaccination in like an hour and a bit. So I do True. actually need to like leave in the next 25 minutes or so. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking um, like what kind of... And we don't have to go wild here with because we've only got 20 minutes or so. <laughs> but like, and so this is a dangerous question. But like in terms of Ooh. then like maybe with the that res in, um, in mind... Um, and also, you know, the future maybe and healing specs and DPS specs in mind. Uh, what kind? This is a dangerous question. Uh, we will go wild with this. If Boots was here, it would be even worse. Um, what kind of like spec? If you went to like or a class or elite thing, would you like to see in Guild Wars? So even if it doesn't fit with the mantra of like of it, so you could have like you say that kind of elite res i guess but then what kind of class would that be could it be a new class could it be a new elite spec could it be a new weapon or something like what kind of thing is missing from guild wars 2 in that kind of class regard or fun thing that you've <laughs> played in another game i guess well, i know we've kind of done this a little bit before but for the res in itself huh? yeah with <laughs> the res, holy healer like a like a priest like a like a um divine divine or like light touched healer like i i always am drawn towards the aesthetic of like a mercy or a you know like a heal priest or a, mm -hmm. that kind of like light imbued divine like i will heal you like a wild wow priest kind of thing <laughs> kind of yeah i mean i actually i did like wow priests i played them for a I while like but one. i would like to have something like that that felt like maybe more really single of target. a hmm. it could be it could be I, I just like those kinds of like holy light effects. I don't know. Cleric in D&D is kind of interesting in that you get those, but then you also get stuff like the turn undead. So it could almost be like an opposition to Necromancer mm -hmm. and that perhaps you would have, you know, things that might play into that kind of opposition of necromantic or corrosive energy. Um, so I guess maybe a lot of cleanses, heal or heal over time, protective fields. I don't know. That'd be kind of fun. A res. <laughs> 
I also kind of gravitate towards that. And I think Guardian hits a lot of those points. I'd love to see some improvements to staff to allow for ally target healing. Mm -hmm. um, the fifth ability, Line of Warding, I've always felt should probably be baked into Wall of Reflection. <laughs> and just oh. As an ability, it's just kind of like, eh. Um, I would maybe be more interested in a more spectacular support ability for Guardian Staff 5. And even like Ring of Warding could be baked into Hollowed Ground. But um, yeah, I, I like Guardian a lot. And I think Firebrand hits a lot of that. But Firebrand doesn't, and with this rework that's coming, it, it doesn't really hit it in the way that I'm, you know, interested in. So they could do another Guardian Elite spec or some Elite spec in, in general where it's been more specifically about that, that purity of purpose with healing. Um, but yeah. Mm. Anyone else? There are oh. Well, I would say, first of all, Ruck, if your partner dies, you die with them. Just die in yeah. solidarity. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if three, people, no, no. three or four people die, okay. quick. Yeah. And if you're playing a healer, they have to restart. So, I mean, yeah, I could do that. I'm also very, I very, I get competitive sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, fight. I don't know where you would put this heal. This is it's interesting because I think it would just be more of a PVE centric thing because I think it could be potentially good for raids, especially with new players who are just learning things and don't want to miss out on content. Like if you die in the first three minutes like three minutes in for example and you, like they could potentially finish the fight you want to get that person back up i don't think it's really good for competitive modes just because of what jepper mentioned with the downstate i think that's more than enough so i think there would be a skill split in that regard um but i think that's fine um uh, yeah it would probably have to be some sort of elite spec that has it and yeah, most of What would you like to see though, H? If you could have like a kind of spec on elite or a class or elite spec, like what would you kind of have wanna have? Like what would you what do you think is something you played in other games? Like I Rook like mentioned cleric and I'm I love cleric from Rift. Like cleric was my was my jam. Like it was so good. And there was like classes like Kabbalist as well, it could just be damaged. Like Rift had these builds that you could have and swap classes and everything else and armor really well like it was very fluid it was just really mm. really nice i had a lot of problems in that game but like they would have a class for example so uh, in terms of this question there's a class in there i can't remember what it's called crew or maybe pair maybe you can tell me that did damage as a cleric but they would heal off that damage they did and it was aoe focused mostly there is a cleric was it a cleric yeah yeah, yeah. There, maybe there, defiler defiler oh that's the one i mean it there is know. a priest build that's like that in wow is uh, what is it called shadow priest is the yeah so late shadow priest is great like i played that in wow when i was trying to catch up to play the the expansion before the one coming out i was just like oh, i'll play priest because i never played that Shadow Priest is really fun, especially in PvP. It's got a lot of utility, um, fears, and like other bits and bobs. And you're like, whoa, this is like the other end of the of the priest kind of thing. So that kind of duality of like purpose, I guess, is is pretty cool. But like, yeah, is there anything I, age like? Imagine like you're a could you like thief and stuff? So I was like wondering, you know, what kind of kind thing fits around that, or even if it's just something so, completely different. I don't know. What I wanted for a thief healer, I would want a DPS healer. So when I would do DPS, I would do like AoE healing so that it wouldn't be uh, utterly yeah. broken. Okay. 
but <laughs> since we have Spectre, that's never gonna happen. So yeah. I would say I would say bring back Monk from Guild Wars One oh, and okay. give that to Guardian. It doesn't I have think... to be a healer age. It can be anything you want. Anything I want. Support. <laughs> it can be whatever <laughs> you want. Like, I'm, free, free, like, I'm not well, sure I'm if you thought had to be here. That. I got helicopters. I was like, it well, doesn't have to be support. Shocking no one. Um, I would want a healing, good healing bill for Mesmer and Elite Spec. Yeah. And, and does anyone I'm remember surprising. the, uh, it was April Fools as well, where they had the, the minstrel reveal for the yeah. Elite Spec. Yeah, that was good. I want, oh. I, I want a musical healer a out yes. of, okay, you know, I want the bard, want I want yeah, the we'll minstrol. I think everyone I'm changing it. I'm changing the, my like, answer to that. That is what I, if I, <laughs> And I, I, my first uh, legendary was the minstrel, like the hmm. the focus. And I want to be. <laughs> I've talked about how I want the 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 profession for the minstrel is, or bard or whatever they call it that you can dual wield focus and you just can have two bards and you just go plang 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 so you mean like a one-man band kind of thing with like a bass drum on their back and just like the entire thing like harmonica and like imagine like doing that that would be sick i mean they could do something i don't like... not seriously but no I'm, 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 I'm in yeah, there yeah, yeah. i'm with this like we are getting can... arts we're gonna get gears to gnomes like when we do the I would love, I would, you know what I would love oh. to do? Like, do, while we're doing, like, a class, that's, I'm doing it, I'm going to ask Gears, like, we do a class, like, kind of dream thing where we're talking about the class that we want to create and ask Gears if they want to draw it while we're doing it and you can just oh see them God. creating it. How cool would that be? I'm oh, sorry. That would the be The more sick. minstrels or bards you had together, it was more of an orchestra and the effects would that's be good. better. That, would that be actually fun. works. Oh, that actually needs to be toolkits. That you sounds cool. That actually is how uh, Ranger Warhorn 5 works. If you have <laughs> All, everyone doing a Warhorn 5 as a ranger, it summons a little spirit ghost. Have you played thing. New World? I the New it. World, you can get, you can, so in New World, you can get different instruments and you can run around the world and you can find um, notes, uh, sheets, uh, sheets with music on that you learn. And when you play the music, it's not in combat, you give buffs like to your, to your, to anyone that comes up and you can tip for like 10 gold or something. But the more people you have, like different buffs you get and stuff. So there's, there's still that kind of mechanic in like New World, but like in, did you play Rift? You played Rift, right? Pair. So you know yeah. what Bard was like in that. I think you know Kreef did. It's so sure it was so I good. I loved it. I loved it Rift so much. You just played this guitar, and then it was just like these bars of music like flowing out to people, and like yeah. the actual music of the what they were playing was good. I was like a little dwarf bard. It was so good. <laughs> It was so good. Oh, yeah, so I I would love that because honestly, <sighs> so many games that I'm not gonna lie, Jebro, you might have just got me the first bit of interested in playing New Worlds that I have ever been just by what you said. It's good. Um, it's really solid well, that moment. Because I've been actually, I'm so enough. glad you brought this up, Pear. I've been so disheartened by the fact that bards just like they've just dumped them in the garbage in most games like even the games yeah. that I know of that still have bards. Yeah. It's like oh, but they're just like an archer trash class like, i know and i'm like <laughs> what are you talking about bards are so fun i love playing bards in D, D, 
I do think there's still a bunch of like people that enjoy that fantasy. Oh my gosh, just think about how incredibly holy cow, like pervasive the uh toss a coin to your witcher. <laughs> exactly, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I had that in my mind people, completely when you were saying it, yeah. People love the like I don't know, the charismatic or disaster bard archetype, right? Like in Witcher Free. So <laughs> yeah, like I feel like they could Classic. easily put something like that in and it would be so fun. Um, I would love that. Do I, I damage? Think, would... think about the like Mad Max Fury Road, like the the, the Doof Warrior. That's true. <laughs> like, that's that's true. Audio damage or like audio waves that'd be would, so good. I would love that. It could be um, a and I think it could, could do... like clone weapons stuff, like you know, F one through F four could be instrumental <laughs> instruments. Kits that you use. True. That's what I was thinking. And you literally could, like, firebrand, but for Mesmer. I I always love when there's like mm. a live performance part of Bard. I don't know how mm. they would do that where you're actually trying to play music, but um, whatever they could do, I think it could be really fun. And um, thinking about one thing that we didn't get to touch on, but that I think we can kind of mash into both of these about classes or things we might like. Um, yep. We didn't talk about tanky or bruiser classes today. Oh, yeah. I which, did. Whoops. I kind of avoided which, that. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Let's be real. There are a few, but... Out of all the Trinity that we have in the game that are represented, I do think that tanks are like the m minority the of any supported. It's like you get we've got a couple things that are kind of they're tanky and like Chrono Tank was a big thing for a while, but there really hasn't been much much usage of those kinds of entities when it comes to aggro generation sometimes yes for like damage reduction or preventative damage like we were talking about with some of the you know healer types right. But I would like to see them figure out a more defensive style in this game in some way, shape or form that had a bigger impact on gameplay, um, whether that is something just that leans into like barriers or I, I don't know. I love Chronomancer's idea of rewinding damage or, you know, like having that kind of time interplay. But whatever the actual class would be, I do like a good iconic defensive. I'll take the hits for you. I'll be your shield kind of character. So however they would yeah. envision that i'd like to really see that at some point too 100 percent. it's a bit more complicated because i mean i would love to see taunt be a pve only condition at this point there's only four abilities in the game that apply taunt only only two of them have a five second duration actually only one never mind um but yeah i would really enjoy them to kind of figure out that play style because i've had mm -hmm. a lot of people come in my stream saying i usually play a tank what should i play and i'm like you have like three raids that you can kind of I, like play that focus i wonder um, if that's a purposeful though because if you think about mlrpgs yeah. and how many people play that role it's the least played role probably in you know 90 percent of them just because like you have so much responsibility of what to do like if you think about even in new world now like there is so much that gets carried onto the tank. Like it's the tank has got so much to do. There's interrupting, there's blocking, there's making sure you've got the boss facing the right way and everything else. If you're a healer, you're healing most of the time. And sure you're pumping out some alacrity or quickness, but it's not that difficult. Um and like, you know, the, there's all that, but like with the tank, it's actual like mechanics. I'm not saying that healers don't have to manage mechanics, because obviously there's like big damage and there's like a big heal you have to come out over lots of like combinations you bring out. But like with tanks, it feels like that role specifically is one where people don't gravitate to too much but there are still people who love that role but like what you're saying like rick you're you're dead on there isn't really anything like chronomancer is like that typical 
I think kind of tank-ish. But then you've got... I, we thought when Revenant was going to come, when came out with the Shield and Herald, I really thought that was going to be a tank. And like, because it was the taunt, okay. right? Like it was, I mean, he can definitely, but like, and it does in some, in some content, like people use it. But like you said, Kreev as well, they brought taunt in and it was like, you shouldn't, shouldn't have called it taunt <laughs> for I think they should have called it something else. Like, you know, I don't actually know, but like, call it something else because yeah. taunt is like synonymous with every MMORPG yeah, that yeah. has a trinity and mag agro management. And you think of taunt, you think of, if you're a tank class, you're always like, what are my taunt abilities? Do I have to get gems? Do I have to get armor and gear, runes and all this kind of stuff to build up my taunt? And then there are other players who are having detaunt abilities as well as, you know, um, aggro, like gear that decreases their aggro. And this, and then that, that, so that whole thing was just completely deleted. Like the, even the idea in Guild Wars, so I'm not saying they need to put it in, but it's just interesting that not many people kind of gravitate to tanky roles but like bruiser is different like bruiser is kind of almost like open world it's kind of like roaming in world v world but also i'd argue maybe everyone just running something to Ooh. run some kind of defense i don't know I have, I have the perfect comparison for this so uh for those of you who have paid attention to overwatch oh, oh yeah Basically, they had two tanks, and then in Overwatch 2, they only have one tank, and the, yeah. that one tank is a bruiser style. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's to promote actually people playing that role. Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, with tanks, it's not just about the balance and the structure. It's about implementing encounters that will mm. incentivize that, because, or else we'll just fall into, like, old 2012, everyone just does damage because there's no real reason to have a tank. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if any game could sure. make it fun, though, Guild Wars 2 could. Absolutely. I think they could do something. Whether or not you have true aggro, wrangling generation, etc., but even if you had some kind of class where the idea was that you could draw the attention or, like, the more enemies you had on you, you had abilities that would, like, increase your health pool or that you could, like, convert in one big hit, like, a huge gamble to try and, like, do a massive amount of damage to them, but then you might immediately die because of the damage or something. Yeah. Or, like, like, if you had that kind of thing where you were, like, getting a bunch of enemies and then increasing either your defenses or, like, you could, even through that, like, depending against what odds were your party was up against, you could mm. provide them, like, proportional buffs or something. I, mm. I think there's a way to do it, like you said, that might lean a little bit more towards that bruiser-esque kind of, like, the, the big health pool, big hitter, but that, like would also have a bit of that tank fantasy, even if they didn't want to do true positioning, aggro generation, aggro holding, that kind of stuff. I think you could still find a way to play it and have it be satisfying. And I think in Guild Wars 2, it would be really dynamic because this whole game is really dynamic, you know? There could be a lot of fun things to kind of mess around with with that. And you can make those specs the masters of stability and resistance. So you can have more. That's a podcast in the future. We're gonna make. We're gonna create out of the box, like bringing stuff into Guild Wars Two. Um, we're doing it. We're doing that and, one. And the elite before. spec name would be Sponge. Oh, I already have like <laughs> a bunch of elite spec theories for like a tanky, tanky cool. class. Well, we should definitely be doing that. We I like. Yeah. What's your class? Sponge. Sponge. <laughs> Spongeify. Fear me. Awesome. Okay. Is anyone else like anything kind of classes and stuff that they missed that they wish were kind of in the game? Bard was like a really Shardish. good 
Dervish. Dervish. <laughs> a heal good. warrior. I think those are the two things missing that are big. Heal Mesmer, heal warrior. I'd like something that's really truly base or star themed. Like we have Celestial Avatar on Druid, mm. but it always mm. felt a little funny to me in that I almost wish they had separated those two out so that we had like a totemic shaman or like you know summoning channeling the druidic spirits and then yeah. we had something that was about like celestial ascension and you would have these almost more like cosmos inspired you know what i mean mm -hmm. it was a bit of a I, lot I on astrologian yeah. yeah kind of you like, astrologer like yeah, elementalist maybe main hand focus you know oh, stargazing <laughs> <laughs> like pairs in pain there. Just like, let's think about those. Uh, let's think about those instruments smashing each other again. It's gonna be fun. They make music and things. You turn happen. into a dredge. Because I think the dredge do that. They have like their instrumental ability. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that's true. I love the dredge. So that's much. Good. The dwarf class. Yeah. You have Jalice. You have Revenant Jalice. <laughs> that could be kind of a fun, unconventional class. Something that would be maybe a warrior. Uh, it would be like maybe it would fall under warrior, but it would all be about the different animal groups, like where you like <gasps> learned, you like learned thing. You went around and like learned from all of the different creatures, like the script. You could have like an ability that's like power in numbers or something, where like ev like depending on the group you're with, or if you're in a squadron, like the buff would increase or, or how something many for the script. You could have like a toxin, you like a toxin thing for the high lick. You could have some sort of berserk rage elite yeah. as a quaggin. Like you could like channel. That's feeling those. very soul beast. So you'd be like soul beast, beast scarlet. <laughs> so like you essentially be scarlet. Claiming scarlet in one class. What would you call it though? Like what would it be like the? Well, if it was like a revenant kitchen scarlet. Biologist. <laughs> The biologist. biologist. Um, something you could do. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good way to theme it, but kind of like how you have um, reputation grind tiers. Yeah. It could be something like that, like the trusted or the um, the the. I'm trying to think of a good epic word for it, but like the ally or the, the like envoy. something like that. It's the like envoy. Ooh, envoy is good. I like. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good for Revenant. The envoy. I mean, it <laughs> kind of is cool. tied that to the envoys good. of Guild Wars Two because they're their own thing. But like. Eh. I don't know. Okay, fun. I'm gonna tie. I'm gonna tie off. Um, as they say, plank, everyone. Plank, plank. Thank you for joining us for the Guild Wars Series Libraries Podcast episode Fate of Season Two. This was fun. Yeah, I was. I normally the ones where I yeah I didn't know what to do today. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like today was a real shot in the dark with this because <laughs> it was just like I don't know because I have no spoons left. I have no coloring at all. My brain is destroyed. And hopefully we can just come up with something cool. It always, it's always a good conversation. Even if we didn't have a topic, we could just talk and it'd be fun. Um, and I appreciate as well, like Pear and Age for coming on like literally hours notice, like just last second. Um, our friend Karen Harold unfortunately couldn't join us today because they were, fell ill. Um, but uh, hopefully, you know, good wishes that way. Please get well soon. Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And please make sure as well you check everyone's uh, info in the description below. They'll have a link there um, to their content where you can go and check it out. And you can also go to other places, hopefully, for via those links as well. As if they have links for affiliates for the game, so you can purchase the game through their link and support them monetarily. That would be massively appreciated. If you know anyone who wants to buy the game as well, do that. 
um i'll throw all those links down below as well as uh just checking out the rest of the playlist for all the podcast episodes because there is a lot of them because we do this <laughs> weekly uh and i still don't know how we're able to talk about this game <laughs> every single flipping week but we are able to because we have a uh, awesome mix of guests on our show so i appreciate them very much for coming on and spending their time with us on twitch.tv slash uni every week around 1pm pacific on a friday we won't be here next week i think thanksgiving we're going to take a break um because people uh family and and also you know it's nice to just have a day off sometimes so you can appreciate the good things um but i'm very thankful for everyone here so thank you very much for joining us and yes if you want to let us know what you do where you do it age thank you again tell us where all the things uh you can find me twitch twitter and youtube at age night road uh if twitter dies randomly i will put more <laughs> socials out eventually so there you go it's just a one day but, you know Chris. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Kruf. You can find me over at YouTube at Kruf. I've been doing a bunch of videos lately about the different roles in Guild Wars 2, surprisingly enough. And my next one is actually going to be about tanks, funnily. Mm. Still funny. Um, but I also stream here on Twitch every day of the week, usually. So catch me here. Thank you for inviting me. I had a really great time. Cool. Rookery. Yes, hello. Uh, you can find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv Rookery. That's spelled R-O-O-K-U-R-I. You can also find me on YouTube, also at Rookery, uh, where my playthroughs of various MMO content, as well as some lore videos and other miscellaneous things, go up. And you can find me as well on Twitter currently at Rookery underscore. You can also find me on Instagram at just Rookery. So, you know, if Twitter goes up in flames, I would love to stay connected with everybody over on Insta. So uh, we'll see what happens. But fingers crossed that somehow this ship gets righted before the whole website dies. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, no matter what happens, we will still be doing what we do where we do it and uh, enjoying the games that we love and sharing those good memories and good times together while we play them. Awesomeness. And then one big pair as well. I am on a podcast called Hosts of Ascalon. We're on hiatus at the moment, but it's hostofascalon.com. Um, We're on Twitter there. I am on Twitter at One Big Pair, and pretty much any anywhere else that is social media, it's One Big Pair, except for Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> that one is my actual name, so they're not linked. Okay. So you're on TikTok. <laughs> I am not on TikTok. You like look, it, you so. can look for me there. there. <laughs> You'll find many much content about pairs that are big. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay, awesome. Thanks so much, everyone. Uh, I'm Jebro. Jebro's just look that up. Jebro Unity, Twitch.tv slash Jebro Unity. This is the show on Fridays. It's mostly uh, most of my content is this show as well as Saturdays and Sundays for short streams now because I'm a therapist full time. So streaming is taking a bit of a backseat, but also still doing all the things, advocating for mental health, la la la, etc. Um, tell your friends to check out all the wonderful, awesome people below. There's loads of content for you to enjoy from all of them, uh, especially Kriv giving me some weird look. I'm giving you a look. I think I'm looking Kruf's at Rook. Giving, I was going to say, I think Kriv stopped telling off of me. Um, Jebro. Speaking about you advocating for mental health in video games, I just want to take a moment to shout out your viral tweet the viral that tweets. happened recently. Yeah. <laughs> what? That was <laughs> huge. I, I didn't even say it. Yeah, for weeks, for weeks, like 
well, I mean, at least for the last week and a half, I've seen so many which is years, developers, which is years so in the years. online sphere. <laughs> I have seen so many people retweet the tweet that you did about uh, mental health and what a difference it makes in gaming and talk about like it, how it is, why they do, why they, what they do, like why they love making games so much or how it's encouraged them or sharing like for them, what games have meant to them and the hard times they've gotten them through. And I resonated with that because there have been times where games have been lifesavers for me too. So I just wanted to shout out that little viral insight. In case anybody isn't following Deborah, please do. Great, great, great insights over there. It was. I appreciate it. Thank you. I don't. I'm not very good at taking compliments, so I'm going to say thank you uh, very much. I appreciate that. It was just one of those moments where I played it. I'll tell you about it. Two minutes. I was playing a game with a kid, um, very depressed, uh, suicidal, and like there was nothing that I could feel powerful doing in that time and that point. Uh, the way we connected was a video game. Um, we played a game together. We connected. We built rapport. And they're in a place where, you know, they've still got some ideation, but they feel like they can connect someone. And if you can do that from through some kind of form of media, like it was... I'm feeling like choked up about it right now because it was just one of those things. I didn't want it to be like a big thing or anything. I don't... I think I used to be more intentional about tweets and stuff like that. But then I was like, I'm not being my genuine self and with therapy you have to be and i was just i was just like even if one person is like fuck man like you've you've literally saved a life with this game because we are enjoying it together and because people are able to do that and the pandemic was one of those times where i think the i think video games genuinely saved more people's lives than actually anyone even realizes and i hear that story very very often so if you are a game dev if you are someone that creates art if you are someone that creates content especially as well if you create anything that people enjoy, that people can connect to and feel less alone in the world, is also give them something else fucking to do so they don't have to feel alone and out of sorts in the world, I'm going to say. Um, yeah, you're doing awesome stuff, and that's what I hope we do with this show as well. So, you know, thank you for that. It's very kind of you to say. Um, and, yeah, just tell people, tell people they're good at stuff and that you appreciate them, you know? I think that's something we don't do enough, so... Tell people you love them, sure, you know, but I like also tell people that you do stuff for me that ma makes a difference in my life, and that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It was it's a nice thing to do, and it's it's nice to see devs reply to it and talk about their experience and that, and how they don't feel valued sometimes because we don't. You, we always we're good at complaining, but we're not good at giving compliments. So you know. We could do a little bit more of that, I think. And on that note, I think I will give everyone a compliment here because they're all the kind of people I love to have on the show talk positively about the game. We give critique out and we talk, you know, constructively about the game in a way which we want to be respectful. And we do that very well each week. And if we don't, we learn from it. And uh, that's not really something that happens at all, honestly, to be fair. I'm going to go before I start rambling even more. Thank you very much for joining us on the Lightbringers Guild Wars 2 podcast. See you again in uh, Wales. I have something I had to, of course, make the outro extremely awkward. Goodbye. Nailed it. <laughs>